Today is Tuesday, May 2nd, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. So, does God have agency? And there's so many gods. How can someone possibly choose? Well, let's explore some of the actual claims. Doesn't matter if it's true or if you believe it or not. Let's just look at some of the claims of the uh, adherents of different religions and who follow different deities. And let's just see on the face just like what kind of claims could be written off maybe before we even dip our toe in the water of said religion. So, uh, you know, not all claims are the same. Again, regardless of whether someone believes it's true or not, that's that's further down the road. Let's just start with uh, question one, and or well, topic one, point one, I don't know. Let's just look at the claims. You'll see what I mean in a minute. Um, then, drugs and sorcery. Um, don't do drugs. Drugs is bad. Don't do sorcery. Sorcery is bad. Um, so we talk about the line with, uh, you know, the the biblical prescriptions for drugs, alcohol, etc. You know, does that extend into pharmaceuticals? What does the Bible really say about it? Um, no spoiler. Gotta listen. <laughs> Then we have a bit of a topic off the beaten path, an adulterous brother-in-law. Um, so let's hear how that goes. So these topics and much, much more. So much stuff. I can't even fit it all in. It's a big discussion today. So everyone, enjoy and <clears throat> pardon me while I choke and die real fast. <clears throat> um, speaking of medicine and sorcery, does that mean I can take a cough drop? Uh, should I just as a Christian pray for healing and I don't have faith in God if I take a cough drop? I would not say that. I would say I would pray, Lord, please heal my sore throat. And, you know, help me to go over this persistent cough, blah, blah, blah. But I'm also going to eat some Ludden's cough drops like candy. One moment. <coughs> we can do both at the same time. So, uh, so you don't continue hearing me hack to death. Uh, check out the Ask a Christian book available on Amazon to see why we do this and what we do and why we do it. And how to have civil conversations about hot-button, contentious topics. And how to do that peacefully. Also, check out the Ask a Christian store. Grab some merchandise to support the podcast and what we do here. And you can also click the donate link. Uh, the link for, of all this is in the podcast description. And support the podcast that way. Talking to people on the internet about God. And sharing this hope we have and why we have it. So, uh, share this link, please, with everyone you know. Bug them to death till they listen to it. And take care. Enjoy this discussion. It is a good one today. There's a lot of topics covered. Take care, everyone. See you next time. How's it going, Tim? Oh, um, it's all right. Thank you for asking. Just a bit tired, but um, you know, I uh, I'm here. I'm ready to like talk and learn and uh, you know, have discussions with Christians about what they believe. And uh, so I'm happy. Oh well, welcome. What do you uh, believe or lack of belief in? Well, I I am an atheist, so I I don't believe in any god. So that's my position. Well, sure. So do you have any question to get us started? Sure. Um, I I was um ruminating on a question I thought that was interesting, which is uh the concept. You know, God is treated as an agent. You know, they make decisions because the creator obviously has to make decisions. They have to be able to create things so that's a process so i just um i wonder what entailments you think that having agency has. that's a great question for you chris <laughs> why don't you answer that while i get my dog out of my room right so we would not say that god has thoughts as we have thoughts okay um 
God is other than us. And so for God to have agency would be kind of a misnomer. Um, God is the unmoved mover, as Aristotle would put, um, and that he is unchanging, immutable. He is not making decisions. He has already decreed all decisions from eternity. So there's no decisions. So, so you're you're saying that that um, the type of agency that God has is different than the human concept of agency. I don't even know if you could say that God has agency. Um, I think that it would you would be hard pressed to instantiate God having agency because God is completely unchanging, and so for God to exercise something like agency would mean that He's making a choice between A or B. And the Christian worldview, the Christian, Christian conception of God and classical theism is that God is not making any decisions like real time. He doesn't so, ruminate like we. Okay. So I, I have a question. How does someone, how does someone meaningfully create things to be the first cause if they don't have agents? Right. So again, we're, we're using completely different conceptions of how God accomplishes things. We would not say that God has agency in the way that we have agency, right? Or that God has agency at all. It is that from, from eternity, God laid out, you know, the, the decrees of his will, if you will, and those are sovereignly carried out. This is a, this is a this is a, an extremely like th this maybe go beyond the 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 scope of this room um, because we're going to be getting into like you know what what is the divine nature how does the divine nature work um, these are all kind of classical theism things that you would see in like Aquinas and Turretin and, and writers like that. Hey Chris, you sound like you you sound like God's a preset uh, computer that's just on auto run. Like, oh, that's I, adorable. Like, what you said, are you a, that Veritas? But again, but what, I don't think you have any conception of Christianity whatsoever. So I don't and think Sam, you're about to witness. About you're about to witness Christian love that's going to make you totally convert right now. Yeah. So Veritas, no, God doesn't make God doesn't make robots. I know that's what you think, and that's so adorable that you think that. Now you guys are great. I'm just, don't mind me. I'm just looking for some razors. Yeah. Um, anyway, Sam, uh, without without going like super deep, um, did, I, I mean, did that answer enough of your question to be like maybe maybe you were thinking of it differently than we would be thinking of it? I I think I think that I I dis I disagree and very heavily with what he's saying, and uh, no. I, I find I find I find the description kind of sidestepping but i also understand that some people do believe um deep in their heart that that is a difference and that we can't really know in the way that god knows and so i can understand that part of it i think and i'm trying to come at this as in the most understanding way i can i don't i'm not here to throw fists but i am here to so, debate but i'm not here to throw fists so if there was, um, I guess, like if, if we just conceded to your point, like I, I like I have a feeling there was a larger point you'd want to make, but we got kind of stuck on, on that little impasse. But just for discussion's sake, assuming we all we all agreed with what you're saying, 
Um, was there a larger point, or, or did I just miss think that? Oh, I, like, I if just God makes decisions, then oh, okay. I didn't know if it was like I mean, if God makes decisions, then why didn't He make things differently? Or I, I, I didn't wasn't sure if you were going somewhere else. Well, it, it seems to me that not having agency, or I, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you're a Calvinist, Chris. I am. Not, oh, Chris, yes, all the way. Um, in, in which, in which it's a mixed room. That, yeah, in which case then, yeah, that from the Calvinist perspective, I suppose it would wouldn't really make much sense for God to have agency. I do it. Correct. Well, it wouldn't make much sense from a philosophical perspective for God to have agency either, but that's a different, like I said, that's a different kettle of fish. Can I, can I add my two cents worth? Sure. Yeah, so from, a, from a Trinitarian biblical point of born again Christian point of view, and not some <laughs> denominational point of view, take, so taking a, a non-denominational point of view, which I am, uh, the Holy Spirit is active in a person's life every single day. Uh, whether we listen to him or not is another thing. So God is active in people's lives every day. It's not like some preset program. Uh, that no one ever said that. You're not even you're not even engaging with the conversation. This is why I love you. Continue, please. No, I'm just saying that God is active oh. in in a believer's life every day. Whether they're, you know, that's all he said. It's not some preset program where, uh, I mean, it's pretty. So, Sam, uh, anything else? <laughs> Was that helpful, Sam? Did Veritas clear, clear things up for you there? Well, I mean, without dedicating the rest of the, the, rest of the day to. Um, oh, hang on a sec. Uh, without dedicating the rest of the day to uh, things that are going to make me, you know, want to smother kittens. Um, yeah, I, I think we've, I don't know where else to really go with that. But what's up, uh, Kirkland? Yeah, you just called me Chad. Oh. Um, no, good morning. I'm just still rolling over. Uh, haven't had any coffee or anything. Um, was Sam the one that asked the question about agency? Uh, yes. Okay, yep. I'm not a seminary grad or anything. I'm just a guy that's gone to church and served in church. And, uh, you know, we want to define the term agency for everyone. Or what, what Sam believes agency is? Is it, yeah. is it just personhood or? Sure, I can, I can define agency if you like. Yeah. So what agency is the ability to make decisions and to... Um, do actions that cause some results. So, you, so agency is important. It's your autonomy, it's your ability to do, to enact actions and put your will out there. Okay, so, and and you're saying you don't see any evidence of that in real life or from the Bible, or are you unfamiliar with the Bible? Are you asking what it means in the Bible in particular? Yeah, no, I'm asking you. I mean, this is a room called Ask Christian, and I think you. I, I, I'm still trying to process what you're asking about agency. Like, it does. Are you asking us if we believe that he has it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm wondering if God is an agent. Yes. Okay. Let me sit here and think on this for just a minute. I'm sure this has some scriptural um, that will point, us, point you to why we believe what we believe. Well, in the meantime, I would say the horseshoe point is repent and believe the gospel. But I did have something. Uh, I think everyone's like a, a, some sort of Christian in this room, except maybe Sam. But um, I guess you could play too, Sam. So I keep seeing these Facebook pictures, um, you know, these fun Christian, uh, Christian atheist, whatever, meme fighting page. And some of them just, just bug me because they're so inaccurate. So I wanted to see what you all would think about this one I found as soon as I can find it. So it's in my PCR, but the, the captioning says, uh, there are almost 5,000 gods being worshipped, which is, I have no idea how they got that number. Let's just say it's not accurate. But uh, there are almost 5,000 gods being worshipped by humanity. But don't worry, only yours is right. Ha, ha, ha. Well, I guess Christianity is proven. Anyway, my thought was, correct me if I'm wrong, I have not researched this beyond just, you know, what comes to this room for the last decade, but how many other deities uh, have a claim like Christianity, not like Horus or Mithra, not, not talking about that, like the golden phallus, none of that. But as far as like um, the claim, whether or not you believe it, like the claim of our story, the claim in the Bible is that, you know, our God came in bodily form to earth and walked around as us and did all these testable, repeatable, verifiable miracles including raising from the dead and ascending to heaven that was witnessed by lots and lots of people. So does that not eliminate like almost all, but like, I don't know, one or two other gods that I don't even know. I'm just saying in the interest of never saying never, like, has anyone thought this out? Because I'm thinking, well, you know, all God claims are not equal. So, you know, even the people who believe, you know, like actually probably believed in Thor and Odin, I don't know Zeus so much, but you know, like the Norse gods, I believe there are some ardent believers in that, but even they never claimed like, you know, they, they had empirical, like, you know, Thor walked among them or Odin came down from the sky horse or anything like that. So is it, is Christianity the only one that, that its adherents actually claim their God came to earth, walked around in their faces, did miracles. And lots of people saw him fly off into heaven. Cause I, I know they'll say like, yeah, I mean, is there another one besides the Christian God that has that claim? Well, I mean, again, that's all it's emphasizing the Holy Spirit going inside of a believer. So that's also unique. Yeah, the pagan... Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about like laying eyes on, like laying eyes on a deity. Like, I, I mean, as far as I know, Christianity is the only one that has that claim. The others, like, sure, have have mythologies and they believe in gods and stuff like that. But I don't, I don't know of any of them that claim that their God came down and walked among them, and then he saw their God fly off into, you know, their version of heaven. If the pagan gods would interact with humans, and like Hercules was half god, half mm -hmm. uh, human, because well, they would have sex with humans. <laughs> well, well, right. I'm, I'm not talking about mythology, though. I'm talking. Do, do, does anyone who really believed in Hercules actually say Herc not just like Hercules lived and was a real person? But, like, people are like, yes, I lived with Hercules. Yes, I walked among Hercules. Or are they like, no, no, he totally lived. I didn't see it, though. Like, is it just like a story, or does a story say that people actually witnessed this? Uh, that's a, I don't know the answer to that. So, All right, so, the, I'm I'm... so the answer to the question, Nate, is, is the incarnation in terms of Jesus being born into an infant 
raising up and claiming to be God. Is that a unique story to Christianity? Absolutely. No, no. Well, yes, it is. An idea of right. Is there an idea of God's walking among humans and telling them stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, in, in all kinds of traditions. But it's not. It the unique part of the the incarnation is the virgin birth and you know the entire theology built up around the incarnation in the New Testament. Right. I understand that. And I understand claims of, you know, like gods came down and, you know, gods would meet with women and, you know, half brothers of, you know, this God and that God. I'm just saying, though, like, are, are they actually say, like, do they have firsthand accounts, right? Like, you know, the Gospels and the Bible has firsthand accounts of them, like, being a, among their God, being among Jesus. Are there any, fir- quote, firsthand accounts of this happening or are these just stories that say it happened? That, that's my question. So not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about, like, uniqueness or you know, how Christianity is different in that, like the only point I'm curious of, because I actually don't know, uh, is, is that like, are there any other firsthand accounts or like eyewitness testimony of these other practitioners of their gods, like being face to face with their God, like here on earth? Um, or is it just stories that that happened? Like you, you got what I'm saying? It's like, if you were, if you're writing another God, if you're writing another account of Jesus and you're like, and, and we didn't have, like, the New Testament, for example. Like, we didn't have any firsthand accounts saying that all these witnesses saw Jesus. And you would say, yes, Jesus walked among us. Just like some people would say, you know, Hercules walked among us or something like that. And they'd be like, oh, well, did you see him? I'd be like, well, no, but I know a guy who, you know, said thousands of years ago he knew a guy that did that. I'd be like, well, no. Is there, like, any actual accounts that say, yes, this happened? I, you know, like, I, Paul, saw, or, you know, I, Peter, or whatever, I, John, walked with Jesus. Is there that version for any other God? Okay, I'm just going to say that's a little Christianity and Christianity is right. <laughs> are there any other eyewitnesses for any other God out there? Yeah, that's probably a better way to say it. Anyway, the point is, like, you know, between, I mean, that, that eliminates, like, all these other things. It, set, it sets, like, at least this claim, which is it's just claims if you don't believe it, whatever, it's still written on paper. Um, but that would separate like all these other deities and then you just have to pick, well, you know, even though people claim it's the same God, Christians would ardently dispute this, but you know, like the, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob or Ishmael is, you know, the one that Judaism, Christianity and Islam claim to follow, whether or not they actually do, that's what they claim. So then it's like, okay, well now you've got the, you know, three main Abrahamic religions all following this, all claiming to follow the very same deity. So, you know, I'd, I'd give that God a really good look. Uh, before you, you know, go chasing like Vishnu or, you know, someone like that. Because um, I, I don't think there's any eyewitness uh, firsthand accounts of, you know, Shiva, peace be upon them, or whatever, uh, hanging out on Earth with people riding elephants or something. I mean, there's many, in many religions, divine beings interact with people. So I'm, I'm sure, like, there has to be at least one. Because there's so many different religions. So. Right, I know. And I mean that should be an easy Google search, but either I'm bad at Google. Yeah, his, or... his name would be Lucifer. The only the only other being that's like recorded somewhere, aka the Old Testament, would be coming from heaven, coming down to earth, claiming to be God, right? And then not being bound to earth, aka God like. Well, well no, that's still and, not what I'm in after. the heavenlies right now. So it's either worship Jesus or worship the devil. There's only like two superpowers, you might say. 
Well, I mean, of course I agree with that. Well, the, Bible, still... the Bible does say that he's called uh, the God of the earth. So. Right, right. But that's still not what I'm saying, right? Like, I, yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. And I, I have the same <laughs> viewpoint about repenting and believe. That's that's the only, you know, that's what I say. So. Right. But even that, there's no firsthand account. Like if someone's like, oh, I worship the dark one. I worship, you know, the devil, like hell Lucifer. Well, even then, there's still no firsthand account of him bodily walking around. Like if you want to see who was the serpent in the garden or something like that, but there's still no account of like, you know, this Lucifer Hasatan walking around earth, you know, yeah, in front of it's, it's word for word where he walked around on the stones. Just Google, you know, just Google those words. It'll come. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you have something there. So, so yeah, I'm just Christian trying to help. So. The, I'm just trying to help the conversation. I appreciate they, that. No, that's yeah. Yeah. Luke. Aside from the account itself. Uh, for Dr. Bowen's question, yeah, Satan's a title. It's like Hasatan. It means like the tempter. Um, depending on your bent, you know, it's evil. We're going <clears throat> against God. Or he's actually uh, all, a good guy under the control of God Job, doing God's will. Well, in Job, it talks all about uh, Satan walking up and down and to and fro the earth. So, I mean, there's lots of mentions. Of, well, I don't know if it says walking. I think it says like I think it says like moving or maybe roaming. I think roaming. So, eh, okay, I'll give you that he one. Roams like a like a um, hungry lion seeking whom he may devour. That's Wait, can you guys hear? Yeah, me? the Bi Bible. Satan is a man, so the Bible yes, does sir. clarify. You know, who is this man that uh, deceived the nation? Uh, yeah, Lou, we hear you. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, did anybody answer the question? Does he answer? I don't understand what he's saying. Yeah, I no, don't think none anyone, of us could think I, I of a, a story outside of the Bible about Nate's um, uh, question. So it was a good question. Well, Sam, do you have anything? You, I think I don't think you've spoke on this. Are you aware of any in all of your atheist travels? <laughs> any other any other God account where um, you know the practitioners would have like firsthand eyewitness claims that they saw their God physically um, on Earth, or is it all just like stories as far as you know? We put him to sleep. <laughs> uh, E-bike, were you saying something? Oh, I just think it's kind of a hard uh, question to answer because um, kind of depend on people's interpretations and beliefs. So, like so we I have. Oh, well, well, no, that wouldn't depend on any interpretation or belief. I, like, I, I don't like. We're not. We're not talking about stories or the truth. The truthiness of the claim, like. We're just talking like, like if if I wanted to read the Bhagavad Gita, um, like I I I haven't, but I'm just assuming um, that it's not going to say something like you know, and our deity or deities came and dwelt among us, and we saw them, and they fed thousands with fish, and they did miracles in front of our eyes, and then they ascended in front of everyone back to the sky. Like I, that, that's what I mean. So I don't yeah, care about ba like, basically actually... what you're saying outside of scripture is the, the story of the matrix real. Is there a, is there a real Neo that has real powers that ascended that flew up to heaven? You know, that kind is of there a, yeah. Is there a claim that they saw Neo? That's it. Like, yeah, or is it just, I, I, yeah. I understand that, you know, the argument. Yep. Yeah. And I, I guess like, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a great argument because there's not too many. If like you said, we're trying to figure out, we're trying to ask them, you know, what is it? Um, Chad okay. GBT. Well, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's hey, hey Chad, Chad GBT might answer. He is. <laughs> I 
Chat GPT. Oh boy, run. <laughs> then you try to unplug your computer and it doesn't go off. <laughs> hey, isn't that oh, geez, from, I didn't mean to. Hey, isn't that from a big via <laughs> unplug unplug the uh circus machine? Um no. Chat GPT just said like there's a lot of like religions where uh, gods and goddesses take on human form and interact with humans, right? Uh, like Norse, and then but it says while while these accounts may be considered eyewitness accounts by believers in these traditions, they are not considered to be historical or factual accounts in the same way the accounts of Jesus are considered to be by Christians. So right, that that, that, well, no, it doesn't. Well, no, no it do, I mean, well, it doesn't answer the question because it's still like while they may be. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking that answer because it says while it may be considered like it's like we've just tried to I've just tried to nuance this out for about 20 minutes now. Um, so, no, it's because I we all know the stories, right? Like like Zeus and his whole like incestuous like harem of women off offshot, like, you know, other other beings and, you know, they made with humans. That's the story. But has anyone witnessed that? Right. Like if we, if we just had a story, like if all the Gospels, if there is no account in the Bible where it says people physically saw Jesus or any of these miracles. Uh, that he did, then we would be in the exact same position, right? Because all the Gospels were just like, and there was a story told that Jesus was was really God who came incarnate, but but there would be no, and I saw him, and we watched his miracles. It would just be stories that said, that claimed he did come to earth, but if there was no one there to see it. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's the same thing, like, you know, the Norse gods, like, you know, people believe, like, you know, the Norse gods, and like the Greek gods, interacted with hum humanity and came to earth and did that. But are there any accounts that say, yes, I witnessed this. I spoke with Zeus. Like, you know, I had Hercules' baby. Or, you know, like anything that, w that directly says, I firsthand witnessed this. Or is it just, yeah, at some point they came to Earth and, you know, hung out with humans. And there's no human to be like, yes, that happened. All right, maybe we've got too far away. Cat, yeah. what's up, Cat? Good morning. Oh, good morning. Yeah, I was... Uh just going to say that the the story of the Bhagavad Gita is the story of uh, an avatar of Vishnu coming to uh, uh, on as Krishna. So it is a story of a, of an incarnation of God. But no, it's not an eyewitness account. It's a story uh, of that happening. God or Shiva? Okay. A Vishnu. Vishnu, okay. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was looking at. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I'm just wondering, because I, I honestly don't know. You think this would have came up by now. But how many eyewitness people are like eyes on my deity um, or not? And I mean, I guess I'm, I'm that guy with the change my mind sign. I'm like, well, it, it's only Jesus um, changed my mind, <laughs> which I'm hoping to. I haven't looked into this that much, but it, it does make me wonder now. But uh, Sheets, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. What's up? Nothing much. I I heard some Hinduism. I heard yeah, that's pretty Hinduism and briefly Christianity. What what's what's the uh, I don't know. What are y'all discussing? Oh, I think we may need a new topic. Apparently, I've I've killed the conversation with my question. <laughs> Do you have a um? I let 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 me see. What what is your religious affiliation if any christian and that's the title of the room thank you thank you for yes um and how long have you been christian 
Um, jeez, maybe like twenty-eight gears. And what is your favorite part about practicing Christianity? Uh, that I believe it's the closest representation of accuracy in the universe. Oh, okay. So you're you you're going for accuracy. We're going for well, I mean, the- hopefully we would all pursue what we believe truth to be. That's why we believe it, right? Like if I didn't believe Christianity was true, then I would change I wouldn't want to be wrong. Um, so I would change my beliefs to whatever I thought was true. But it turns out I think Christianity is true. What says Christianity is true? Well, I mean, it says lots of things are true. So it's you know, you know doing my best due diligence um, and verifying. I mean, you know, there's lots of things that say it's true, but is it really? And I settle on Christianity being true. Yes, and I'm asking, what makes the Bible true? Oh, what? Oh, okay, well, I guess there is some relevance, <clears throat> Chris. Um, <laughs> but going on my uh-huh. last question, we were talking about, like, differences in religions and eyewitnesses' accounts. And the, big, the, the biggest distinguisher about Christianity is the resurrection of Christ and how, you know, lots of people, um, per the story, which is eyewitness testimony, yeah. um, lots of people saw this deity raise up into heaven. Um, so I would say, I mean, that's that's pretty darn compelling. Lots and, of um, people see lots of things. Sure, lots of people can still be wrong. So at the end of the day, you must ask yourself, is this trustworthy? Is it true? Wasn't um, Christ locked in a cave during his resurrection? Some people would say that's a tomb, but... If oh, I'm sorry, mean, sure. tomb, tomb. Wasn't, wasn't he completely alone during this so-called resurrection? Sure. And to present, you know, prevent people from stealing the body and claiming a false resurrection or something like that, um, you know, they put out Roman guards there to guard it. Oh, but a false what? resurrection. That's interesting you brought that up. Why would there have been attempts to falsely resurrect said Christ? Well, I, f- I feel like you're slow walking to a point, but I, I think I can help us help us hand wave this okay. in the bigger thing. So, well, well, I mean, it says in the Bible. I don't know how familiar you are, but, you know, this is like I'm very familiar a... with the Bible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then the cliff notes for those who are not. Um, you know, the Bible specifically says, the story goes, you know, they put Roman guards out because they didn't want his disciples to, um, you know, these people weren't convinced that he was the Christ. So they didn't want his disciples to be able to steal the body and then be like, see, he's not there. He resurrected. So that's why they stationed guards outside. But um, the fact that, you know, no matter whether you believe he was stolen or the, uh, anything like that, or, you know, the angels, was it a man, was it an angel, was it a man angel? Like, if you hand wave all of that, like, the story doesn't end there. It doesn't just What's say that? he was gone. Well, well, to finish, the story continues and says, you know, his disciples and all these other people saw him after he was resurrected when he's continuing to do miracles. He's having breakfast with them. He's eating. He's walking through walls. He's letting Doubting Thomas, like, you know, see the holes in his hands. And then lots of people see him ascend to heaven. So I would say that's you know, no matter what you believe about the resurrection, the story doesn't end there. So it concludes with lots of people witnessing him ascend up into heaven. But have you ever thought that the Bible may be more metaphysical rather than actual literal things that happen? It's not the claim of the Bible. Well, no, 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 no. That's, that's where we, that's where we disagree, but. Well, if you're talking like I would want to agree to, I see your point at least, but when you say metaphysical, like I'm thinking like supernatural things in this, like, I mean, by definition, metaphysical world, like, like not this empirical world or, you know, this material world we live in. You're Um, talking about a man who is walking through walls, who's, 
who is performing miracles, who is resurrecting from the dead, and you're, you're you almost say supernatural, like it I should, would say that before metaphysical, but sure. I I wouldn't say I mean metaphysical and supernatural. I mean I think there's a big distinction. When I say metaphysical, I am talking about an internal experience rather than externalizing everything. Okay, because when I talk about metaphysical, I'm talking about metaphysical, like things that are not 100% limited to this material world. Yeah, so so inner experience is not limited to the external world. Yeah. What's the argument for that? The argument is that, is it possible that Jesus really didn't die and come back from the dead, but your inner ego may have passed away and you revived as something miraculous. What's the I have a quick comment before Chris that? says something. <laughs> uh, well, right before Chris take, takes this, I would say just like when you said, you know, lots of things are true. I would yeah. say, you know, the only thing left for you to do is uh -huh. add a truth claim to what you're saying. And this would be a real time example of me. I don't guess using talk my, to my, me, yeah. don't talk to me about truth claim when all you have as evidence is a Bible is a book Hold on. thousands of years old. Please don't. So, Please okay, don't. Well, I'm, you have okay. no, you have no valid steam. Okay. So sheets or whatever your name wants to be, you're arguing with a ghost. So if you would listen, that's not what I'm doing. So, I mean, I dropped you to the audience. I guess I'm happy to bring you back at some point, but you're arguing to a ghost or to yourself in the mirror that you don't like what you're seeing because I'm not doing the thing that you've asked four times for me not to do. What I'm trying to say is you're about to see, like you mentioned earlier, how, well, the Bible says it's true. So you just have it's true. And then you said lots of things are true. So I was about to say before your episode there, how all you need to do is add a truth claim to what you're saying and say what you're positing is true. And then I would say this is a real-time example of how I subjectively determine what I follow is true and what I follow is not true. And what you're saying, this revivification or whatever, I would say I decide that I do not believe that is true. That's all I'm doing. So um, if you can you know, take a breath, get it together, um, take people at their word. So when I say I'm not doing what you asked me not to do, um, which by the way, I'll do what I want. But in this case, I was not doing the thing you thought I was doing. So hang out there for yeah, a minute. From a, from a non-Christian point of view, you're welcome to believe uh, anything you'd like. No problem. But we're coming from a uh, Bible point of view. So, Well, yeah. And, and besides, I mean, besides the point, Bible point of view, like, you know, there's lots of things besides the Bible. Like you just talked about this metaphysical stuff. And I'd say, yeah, if I, if I, the only thing I had would be the Bible. I mean, that would be plenty compelling. Like if you think, you know, eyewitness testimony is, uh, you know, is, is valid, then surely people have wrote some falsifications in, quote, eyewitness testimony throughout history. But, you know, extraordinary evidence require or extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Was that Hitchens? Used to be upon him. Hope he's happy where he landed. But I would say that's true. So it's not just like one or two people saying this. You've got many people saying this and then many more people witnessing. So that's like an incredible amount of eyewitness testimony, more than we usually get for other things. But regardless, to your metaphysical point, I hope you're still here. I, I promise I'll bring you back up if you stick around a minute. Um, but to your metaphysical point, the Bible transcends just books and ink on paper. So for those who, who uh, believe in a spiritual, supernatural world, I don't just believe a book because it says I should believe a book. Like I have, I have found this book trustworthy and true. I've done the things it says. And 
that uh, is why I don't just believe a Bible because it promises to be really, really true. There's something metaphysical or supernatural that backs up these claims. And that's why it's different than, you know, whatever stuff you were saying, or like, you know, Harry Potter that by its author's intent is a work of fiction or something like that. So that's what I would say. If you're still around, I will bring you back up, but try to keep it together. And, you know, if someone cuts you off, it's not always because they're being impolite or rude. Uh, it may be because you're arguing with someone who there is no argument with. So um, if you wanted to continue speaking to Chris, I think he was about to speak. Um, good luck. God help us all. Uh, Sheets, go ahead. Sure. Um, <clears throat> let me just digest what you said. Um, sure. Hmm. Um, I don't. I don't mean to invalidate your experience and what's helped you and what you found useful in your arsenal. Um, I don't, I don't want to invalidate that. Okay. Um, and I, I would agree. I think the Bible shouldn't be taken at face value, but should be dissected, processed, and really, really given given gratitude and respect for just how much wisdom it does contain. I think that wisdom is misconstrued and very, very, very heavily misinterpreted to judge, condemn, ostracize, and segregate certain minorities, um, wage certain wars. I think the Bible can be used as a malicious, malicious tool that kings and noblemen and rich men have used for centuries to control the masses and to, um, you know, ta tax the people and um, get what they want. So, yes, I think the Bible it, at its roots is actually a beautiful, wonderful text. Um, do I think that the relationship it has with human beings or the, uh, may I say humans have with this text, that's what I have a problem with. I have a problem with people saying this is the truth and everybody who doesn't see this truth as their own, you're going to hell. You're, you're eternally damned. I have a problem with that. I have a problem with, well, as long as I uh, give myself over to Jesus and uh, say that he's my Lord and Savior, uh, no matter the crimes that I have committed, I'm going to heaven. That that just doesn't seem like justice. It doesn't seem like a good moral or ethical stance to have in life. Um, so, I mean, what works for you is what works for you. Uh, but, I mean, so it sounds like you uh, uh, well, hang on, let him finish more in line with um, uh, Islam. Hang on, hang on. Hang on one second. Let him finish. I, I want to say one thing quick, and then we'll go right to you because I think Chris is on the phone. You want but to yeah, say? go ahead and go ahead and finish if you'd like. Um, I'm not gonna speak poorly about you or anything that I don't know. I'm not. I'm just not gonna speak poorly about you. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, of course. Um, um, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I wanted to give you time to to say what you wanted to say. But, no, I'm uh, done. Yeah, trying to. Okay, trying to remember your points i'll just say you know it seems like um you know since we waved over the the supernatural you know metaphysical part that i believe backs with the bible fine uh, i'll take that um that as far as people the bible. Well, well, well hang on well you, you didn't speak to that you went straight to the and and hang on I, i'm just trying to keep up with all your points i have okay. a pretty good memory but i'm not an elephant um okay. so since you kind of bypassed the the first part and you you went to 
you pivoted to go to, you know, people use the Bible to do bad things. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. Don't do that. That's bad. Don't do that. Um, and then the last thing you said, which is what I really wanted to speak to, um, mm -hmm. uh, you, you were just saying it. Um, oh, um, yeah. So you said, you know, you had lots of lots of problems with this. And if this works for me, and but, you know, you had lots of problems you pointed out with the religion. I mean, of course, we would have to agree, right? Like, I mean, I don't I, what, have what, what, uh, what, or, or, you know, you said you didn't like that, uh, you know, it didn't sound like justice or, you know, if you could say a prayer or, you know, when we start pronouncing, like, if you don't believe this Bible is true, you're damned to hell and stuff like that. You, you said you, you weren't really happy with, with that thing. Um, I mean, and I, I would say, say, well, say what well, the point the victims, I'm actually, <laughs> okay. I would say all the victims of Christian abuse um, okay. have a problem with it. Okay. <laughs> but the point I was really trying to make is, regardless of how we feel or how the victims of Christian abuse quote feel um, if it's true, it's true. And, you know, I mean, I, there, we're powerless to do anything about it. Right. So I, 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 we're not talking about truth claims and stuff like that. I'm just saying overall, like if we knew empirically in a way that no one in the universe would dispute, if it's true, well then it's true. And I guess we're just stuck. Uh, but that's all I wanted to say. Um, and I know you'd have to agree because there's, I mean, if it's true, it's true. Um, I don't then agree. We can well, well, no, I mean, what I'm saying is, like, if, all, if it, well, yes, I, uh, well, I'm trying to go straight to Veritas. I just didn't think this was going to be a point of disagreement. Like, I'm not talking about if it's true. I'm talking like, you know, for this scenario, everything you said, like, you know, the God of the Bible, if you don't believe in him, everyone who rejects him burns in hell forever. Well, I mean, yeah. you can still have problems with it, but if it's true, well, then I, it's true. It's going to happen. That's all it's, I was saying. It's, it's your subjective truth, and I have a problem with your subjective truth, as it's okay, not factual. It's not factual. It's heavily opinionated and biased. It doesn't have any factual basis whatsoever. It has everything to do with feelings. Okay, I can't go anywhere without uh, anywhere else else with that. Then uh, Veritas, you were, you wanted to say something? Yeah. So just using a little bit of discernment and understanding your argument, would you would you uh, shits would you say that <clears throat> religions that uh, believe in purgatory is a much more reasonable afterlife explanation because at least with purgatory that implies that you're able to get out of it and then you go to heaven. No, it, here's it, my that's... thing. Here's my thing. Mm -hmm. When I die, I won't have a human body, a human mind, a human organ system to perceive heaven, hell, or purgatory. I will cease to exist. So for me to say that I will be able to experience these things after I die is silly. Okay. I think that purgatory, hell, and heaven, um, and related concepts as such are actual terms to be used as defining your current moment. Am I creating my current hell? Am I creating my current heaven? Am I in purgatory? What can I do about that? Okay. But you have to real Oh. No what? Well, sorry, you keep taking long pauses. I think you're done. I'm just looking for a point to jump in, but you would have to realize that you just talked about us having a heavy heavily opinionated statement or belief. Yeah. That's exactly what you're doing. Like How's that opinionated. That when you die, you will cease to exist. You will not have internal organs and stuff like that. Your body's I mean, dead. You're dead. I, well, right, as far as you know. But I mean, that's an opinion. Like you don't know what happens after you die. I, I mean, I, I think graveyards would be a wonderful example of that fact. You, know? and, and, you got you. you. You're caught. It's true. And this is a fair play room. And I messaged you and I also messaged Nate. Um, sorry. Oh, I didn't, check, I didn't check my messages yet. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> what I, got you said? I got a game. We can, this is a double-edged sword. Anybody can play. I want to go next. Yeah, let's play, Mari. Uh, go ahead, Mari. Okay, so here's what it is. Okay. Dolphins who are captive, okay, dolphins need to come up for air, right? 
they don't breathe uh, without will. And so captive dolphins uh, that are sick of being toys will go to the corner of their tank and go to, like to the bottoms and cease breathing to, to suicide. Yeah. Now, knowing that fact, here's how everyone can play. Whether you believe or do not believe in God or, or afterlife, here's how you play. Hold your breath for as long as you can. Believing that it's possible that you can't die. Or you believing that it's possible that you can. Whichever terrifies you more. Mm. And let and see what happens. Yeah, I made that argument in a room yesterday about uh, holding your, you know, hold your breath. If you want to meet God, if you want to know the truth, if you're going to meet God or not, hold your breath underwater for 10 minutes and see what happens. So I, I made that comment yesterday. So, yeah. Uh, I have a question. That's so logical. Awesome. For the record, no oh, one has themselves, long. please. Wait, I have a question. Yeah, no, I, yeah it, it's it's optional. They can choose to or not to hold their breath. They, to, to, to commit suicide would be to not hold your breath. So. Can well, I ask a question? I'm saying uh, yes. to hold their breath. Yeah. Nate, you can I ask question? a question? Um, sure. So my mom's a Christian. Um, and she, I'm a homosexual, and she she truly does think I'm going to hell. Wonderful. Um, <clears throat> but she, lo- she loves me very much, and she tells me that. She says, she tells me every time I see her that she doesn't wish to see me burning for eternal damnation um but my question would be when she dies and she goes to heaven and then i eventually die would my mom really be in a blissful euphoric heaven knowing that her son is burning in hell would that really be heaven and if if she if she wasn't concerned and she was just living her best life up in heaven would she still be my mom or would she be some kind of weird copy that doesn't hold empathy for her loved ones still? Great question. So the first thing I would say is um, ultimately, like being a homosexual is not what's going to send someone to hell or not. Well, it, she um, thinks that. So if, if, if well, 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 No, no, hang on. I, I'm sure. Like write this down. Ask your mom. I'm sure she would probably agree with what I'm about to say. If you stop being a homosexuality, uh, homosexual tomorrow and you're like, hey, I'm not homosexual anymore. Great. You're still going to hell under the Christian paradigm. So it's not your sexuality on its face that's going to send someone to hell. It's the rejection of Christ as Savior to give you eternal life. So that's that's the, the main point. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going sure, to hell. I'm going to right, hell. Okay. So are you saying homosexuals right? can what, get into hey, heaven? No, hang on, hang on. I, I'm trying to – let me just kick this up a little bit. Slow walking, I guess, is bad for impatient people. So the point is uh-huh. uh, whether, whether or not someone is a homosexual or not, uh, that if, – if they stop being a homosexual right now – and they reject Christ, they're still going to hell. They've still, they've, they've, right, right. They've still stole something. They've still lied. They've still known what to do right and didn't do it. So that's sin. So that's the point. Anyway, anyway, so that's the point. So uh, if you weren't a homosexual, great. You've got a thousand other reasons why you're not going to heaven. Um, Whenever whenever you're, I'm trying to. No, you're not. I I literally am. If you give me, like, just take a breath. The next time I breathe, I'm answering your question. Like your question about your mom in heaven. When yeah. your mom, peace be upon her, uh, shows up in heaven and I meet her, um, yeah. we're, we're only told so much about the afterlife. And you said you were very familiar with the Bible. So there mm-hmm. are some things that say, you know, every tear will be wiped away. There will be no sorrow. It's going to be a blissful thing. But we're not told the mechanics. So biblically so speaking, is, the Bible is – Is she still is, my mom or not? 
so biblically, yeah, she's still your mom. It said, the Bible also makes a claim that you'll be known in heaven how you were on earth. So but she'll she be knows, known as. So she'll she be knows known I'm going to burn. She knows I'm so, burning. Hold on. You're trying to ask a question and then answer it before you, you're answering your own question. You're so trying what to mix I up a so word salad. What I told you is what the Bible says. So beyond that, we don't know the mechanics. We don't know. Oh, goodness. You're, you're being annoying again. Um, I don't I don't want to move you, but when you keep interrupting me, there's no conversation that can be had. So, you know, stick around. I may bring you back. But to answer your question without interruption, what I just told you is the, the clues the Bible gives us. As far as the mechanics, some there will be different theories. So some people will think, yes, they're known exactly, you know, they have a full remembrance, they know everything about it, and they they totally know that you're burning in hell, um, if that's your end state. You don't know until you take your last breath. So, you know, maybe you'll be hanging out with your mom in heaven. Um, you, you don't know the end of your future. Anyways, uh, but as of now, sure, um, if you continue in this way with your rejection of Christ and everything, then it, your mom could know you're burning in hell and uh, not like it but not to the point of tears or sorrow, or your mom could not remember that. And the former things have passed away and, you know, there's new things now. So maybe your mom would not think about it. Maybe she would, you know, um, totally be her, be your mom and retain everything in every way, but she wouldn't think about it um, because she's too busy, like having empirical evidence of the creator of the universe in front of her 24 uh, seven. Or some would say, which I don't really believe this, God would, you know, like wipe away that memory and there'd be like a memory hole. Uh, there. So those are kind of the competing ideas. So either your mom wouldn't know, she would know and wouldn't care, which is the one it sounds like you want to be true so you can hate God, um, or uh, God would, you know, remove this memory um, or something like that. Or she's just like so consumed with being in the presence of her creator that um, she doesn't give time to that or there's not time to that uh, because existence is eternal. So she would never get tired of being around her creator. If she would, then she'd be like, oh, what about my son? But because his existence is infinite, she's always going to be around God. It's always going to be the most amazing thing it can be to be in the presence of a sovereign who calls you his own. And you're just never going to run out of, of that experience. So in that regard, she would never think of you. I hope that answered your question. Um, I felt the only way I could get through all that was to, was to move you to the audience. So if you still are around and want to come back up, I'll get some more thoughts and then I can bring you back up. But um, whether or not... Well, anyways, those are the ideas, but the Bible only tells us so much. Uh, for, uh, free, did, were you going to say something? I thought you were speaking, right, Free? Okay, anyone else? Well, I was, I was, yeah. I was just going to say that the only difference is that um, Shits is, is <clears throat> thinking that the topic is not even that important because... The difference be between a Christian and a non-Christian is we actually believe hell is real and we don't believe in purgatory. Therefore, you can't get out. And so, therefore, we study the word of God, uh, et cetera, long enough to figure out if, you know, whether or not it's true. So, I mean, it, it's a more realistic uh, topic, conversation, reality than what most people will consider. They think it's just an, an idea, concept, passages in the Bible that are equal to someone walking here, walking there, you know, but they don't hold the topic in high regard. And so they, they don't take it serious. We as Christians actually take the topic of the after afterlife and heaven and hell serious. And we, we, not that we reverse engineered it, but we do believe in hell so much that we want to bypass it completely and go to hell. So her argument about hating hell 
I mean, guess what? We hate hell so much more. We hate hell more than you. We're out here trying to save people um, from automatically going to hell because if you just stay, you stay as you are, you're automatic. The default is hell. But if you actually make an effort and seek God, God does give us a narrow path to actually go to heaven to bypass purgatory like most all the other religions preach and we go to heaven so yeah it's all about how serious you are about your own life how how value how valuable is your own soul that's um for each person to uh uh decide and uh yeah. victoria okay. could you could you try to invite sheets up i tried again but it's oh, not working let me um, could you so sheets i am trying yeah. to invite you back but um this this may be the last time because besides clubhouse glitching um, and we may not be able to keep inviting you. Um, I mean, the conversation can go nowhere if you keep, you know, asking questions and then stopping yeah. the person from answering. That's just not a great way to have a conversation. But uh, yeah, thoughts on that, Sheets? Veritas, I didn't, I expected more from a Fravia disciple. Uh, a what disciple? A Fravia disciple? I, I, I don't know what that is. What is that? The reverse engineering godfather? Uh, go ahead and elaborate. Oh, God. No, never mind. Okay. Hey, hey, Nate. I was asking earlier, you were saying that I was trying to get clarity. You were saying gay people can't go to heaven, according to what you believe? They cannot. Well, the Bible talks about no one who makes a practice of, you know, sin is uh, is going to be that. And it says, you know, the Bible talks about how murderers, sorcerers, homosexuals, all these people have their part in the lake of fire. So... Uh, why that that's not the primary reason for someone going to hell like it's ultimately the rejection of christ i believe to the homosexual or you know to anyone else who does something the bible calls sin that will land them squarely in hell ultimately because of the rejection of christ if they follow christ turn to him god says he'll give you a new heart so if you were one way you're not going to stay that way so whatever it is even if you think you're doing just fine and there's nothing outright in the bible you're violating um, you know, it talks, I mean, there's plenty of stuff we do every day that we may not know as sins, but with the relationship of Christ, we're told, you know, we have God living with us to lead us and guide us into all truth and understanding. So even if someone thinks that they're not violating anything in the Bible with the relationship with Christ, you're going to be led into a more and more, you know, Christ-like life. So you may look back and be like, oh, these things, it was actually, I was doing sin. I knew to do good and I didn't do it. That was actually sin this whole time. The Holy Spirit made me aware and now I'm not doing that. So that's what I would say to someone who who says they're homosexual, but, you know, they're celibate or they're saining or they're not practicing. Like if Christ is their Lord and Savior, uh, they're good. If someone is uh, claiming Christ is their Lord and Savior and they're still doing all these things that the Bible calls sin, um, I'm not God. But I would say that's incredibly dangerous. The Bible says work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So to the person who I don't know is like a habitual drug user or something like that or has an addiction, they claim. Um, does that mean that they are not forgiven and they're going to hell because they, they relapse or they slip up or is their heart towards repentance where they're like, Oh, well, look, you know, I keep finding myself outside, you know, these like certain kind of nightclubs in the middle of the night and hooking up with dudes and I'm a dude. Um, or, uh -huh. Oh, you know, uh, only God can judge me. I'm going to do what I want. YOLO. Um, so matters of the heart, I'm not going to speak to, I'll just say the Bible says these people and all these other people will have their part in the lake of fire. So don't do that. Um, but if someone's like, you know, I'm trying very, very hard. I have this, this problem with, you know, this sin or that sin or that sin. I'm not going to like pronounce damnation to hell, but I would say they need to seriously have a come to Jesus meeting. Um, but ultimately only God knows the heart. Hope that helps. No, no, it doesn't. It's not actually you, the guy who asked. It's super judgmental. Hang on. Sheets. An evil of you, actually. 
okay, so, you know, much like, I was asking Sheet uh, uh, Free, since he's the one that asked, um, so that was kind of rude and judgmental of you to jump over the questioner, just saying, um, you know, do as I say, not as I do, that type thing. But, um, you know, like Joshua 24, here's some Old Testament stuff for you, Sheets. I um, hope you're still here. But in Joshua 24, one second, in Joshua 24, you know, other people are complaining about God as well. And these people had empirical evidence. So finally, Joshua turns to them and these people are murmuring and complaining and having a fit about this God, that things that they think, I guess they could do better than. And he says, OK, fine. Look, do you think this God is bad? Do you do you have a problem serving this God? Do you think maybe for you, do you think this God is evil? Then serve who you want. Serve the pagan gods, serve the gods of your ancestors, serve the demon Moloch, you know, serve all these people um, or serve no God. But he says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So just like them, if it seems evil or judgmental to serve this God, then I guess Christianity is not for you. Like there's a few things that God says is sins and you can't get into this kingdom of God if you do these things. Um, and if that's evil to you, then don't serve this God. Uh, that's a terribly wrong answer, but the choice is yours. Uh, Mari, you wanted to say something? Yes, thank uh, you, Mari? thank you. Yes, thank you. I don't know if you did receive my email uh, of the of the verses that are twisted ground to clobber LGBTQ+. And uh, last night I went to another class that was like, to remind us of the other things that are supposedly abominations and what abominations really means, the, the origin of the word. And it's not, it was not done by people standing where you're trying to stand in the place of the judge. You shouldn't do that. That's not your job. And whether you think you have the Bible as proof or not, you shouldn't do that. Your heart is better than that. You shouldn't do that for your own, for your own. For your uh, own to, cleansing, clarity. Just to clarify real fast, uh, um, you no, is like royal you is you you is me. You as in you, Nate. Okay, continue. Uh, yeah, read read that thing that I sent you. I'll send you the what what was contained yesterday. But the the Sodom and Gomorrah were condemned by God for being inhospitable, and that was backed up by many verses of being inhospitable, not for penetration, sex, homosexual, whatever, that's wrong. And a lot of contemporary biblical scholars know it and still twist it round to beat people over the head, saying they have a loving Jesus Christ. That is a cognitive dissonance for me. I don't know how it isn't for you. Well, this I'm is how. Because while homosexuality is one thing the Bible says is sin, that's irrelevant. Like, that's almost wholly irrelevant. Like, this guy has already talked about how, you know, he was, um, you know, how he's an atheist. I think he said, yeah, atheist and, you know, all, all these other things. So, like, homosexuality, like, if that's where we're going to derail the conversation and talk about, you know, people under the LGBTQIA plus BIPOC two-spirit umbrella um, and, and use that to, as you said, you know, use the scriptures to clobber them. That is just a distraction of like the highest order. Like, oh, you were you were referring to me, were you? No, no, I was talking to Sheets. I, I was asking you for a follow up a long time ago, uh, uh, but no. Uh, yeah, I was waiting to get in, but go ahead. I'll, I'll calling you right after I'm done explaining myself uh, before this judge. <laughs> but um, no, that's a distraction of like the highest order because this is one part. Yes, it is important. The Bible does call it sin, but regardless, I, I already said 
if he's like, no, I'm, I'm not being a homosexual anymore. I, or, you know, I like chicks now only chicks. Well, great. Then do they think they should be married? Because if he is a heterosexual and has lots of sex with people unmarried, well, great. The Bible also calls that sin and it calls it sexual morality. So it's not just like people under the LGBTQIA plus BIPOC two spirit umbrella. It's all these things, like including straight sex, including in multiple, you know, all these other things, like, you know, multiple Maybe. women, multiple Maybe. wives. Maybe read, read Revelation hey, hey. 21.8. Well, can you bring it up? Um, but I, I want to get through this point. Shall we not I think focus on the red letter? words of christ himself hold, if we hold on. if we subscribe Mari, hang to on. Being christ yes thank you hang on i i did try to let you speak even though it was very painful because you were talking about me <laughs> but i let you get through it so if you could repay the same repay the same courtesy that's what i'm saying so it's not just one sin like even if someone cleans up one thing the bible says sin or you would say christians disagree or have it wrong even if they clean up one thing if they reject Jesus, no matter what they clean up, they're still going to be rejecting Jesus and apart from God. That's the ultimate point. Um, and as far as Veritas, is the Revelation 21.8 the part, like, regardless of what you think about Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, if it's inhospitable, like, goodness, that bar is way higher than, like, penetrative sex. But if that's the reason, like, it talks about, you know, murderers, sorcerers, liars, uh, liars adulterers, homosexuals. These people will have their part in the lake of fire. Like, that's, that's rough. Yep, that, that's the verse right there. 21. So, yep. so anyways, uh, at this point, Mari, I'd say this could just be, um, I still like you as a person, and that's fine. Uh, you're always welcome here. But this could be where we just have a very fundamental disagreement. Uh, because if someone wants me to be honest with them, then this is the answer I give. Um, if someone wants me to lie, um, well, I don't want to do that. Um, but that's what it would be. So if I gave an answer like you were you were giving, if you honestly believe that, then you honestly believe that. Uh, but I do not. So we, we fundamentally disagree. So for me to give an answer like that, I would be lying to someone. And uh, that would be violating my conscience and causing me to sin. So at the expense of that, um, I want to be as amiable as I can with people but not where I compromise my convictions. So um, if we just can't reconcile that, um, we can't. But real quick, uh, Veritas, did you still want to go ahead and read that? Yeah, you summed it up perfectly. You said that if you're lying, you're putting your own um, soul in jeopardy. And that's simply what Revelation 21.8 says. It, it holds the Christian accountable to telling the truth. So, yeah, thank you. Um, and then uh, one second uh, before Mari, uh, Free, did you want to get back in? Or I, I wasn't addressing you, um, but I did call no. you earlier after you asked that question. I answered it. Right, right. Yeah. Now, well, you called me, then I asked the question and everything. But yeah, I did want to chime in because I want to ask more questions. I know there's a lot of talking going on. Everybody want to get in. So I'm trying to be respectful to that, too. So um, but I'm very concise. I keep it short. So um, I was going to ask you more questions about Christianity, but I see you guys going down some roads. So I'll try to hop back in where I can. Oh. I didn't want to. Uh, well, yeah. Hang on one second. Let's just get a follow, a follow up for Mari about about this. Get her response and then we'll go right to you. Uh, okay. Mari, you want to respond with that? I think we just have an impasse Thanks. between us. Well, well, here's here's maybe where our where we can sort it out. Um, red letter Christianity, red letter Christians. I've just learned this term, but those are the people who subscribe more to the weight of Christ's words, words that are attributed to the Jesus Christ who lived 2,000 years ago, versus trying to be legalists and look at the Bible and pick out as if we are judges. That being some difference, if you are a follower of Christ, you are not necessarily going to identify as a Christian because of how that label has been distorted. We see we are living in a huge distortion where people are being invalidated 
who were created in God's image. If you are invalidating people who are right now walking this earth, you're telling God that he did wrong. Um, can I okay. add something, Nate? Uh, yeah, and then I'll respond to Mari. Okay. Um, so I put this in the chat um, because um, if you look in the Bible, Jesus told people to sin no more. And while he was doing his ministry, John the Baptist also said that to the people, uh, repent and be baptized. And he was calling out um, King Herod for the sins that he was doing. And so did Paul and Peter. They corrected people in the church that were sinning. Um, so sin is something that we are supposed to be calling out because that is what is separating us from the Holy Father. Um, but when Jesus said, um, judge and do not be judged. There's a whole context to why he said that. Um, so I think that needs to be considered. And, um, yeah, so Mari, I, I told Priya would go down, but I'll, I'll just uh, respond. Um, about the red letter Christians, I would say, you know, first of all, like the, the Orthodox tradition, under, traditional Christian understanding, the one I, I totally believe, um, you know, is that, you know, God inspired the entire Bible. So, um, people, you know, it's a good thing, I think, that, you know, we have the red letters of Christ to show just, you know, uh, the parts Christ uh, has attributed to him speaking. But still, the red letters spiritually don't have any more weight. And the words of Jesus don't have any more weight than the rest of the Bible, because Whoa. we believe that is not. Well, hang on. Hang on. We believe it's not just man who put pen to paper. And it, it's not like they mere men have the same authority of Christ. It's that the Holy Spirit inspired, inspired all scripture, like all scripture is God breathed. So whenever you read something that Paul wrote or something that's not red letters, it's not saying that men are elevated to the uh, authority of Christ. It's saying that God used men to write the Bible. So everything is the authority of Christ. Like every word in the Bible is the authority straight from God. So that's what we mean. So it's not like only the words of Christ are more authoritative because the words of Christ are the entire Bible. Um, that's what we believe by like, you know, the inspired scripture. But even if we conceded to your point, uh, the red letter Christians, um, what we just talked about, Revelation 21, 8. Uh, I mean, if you've ever read Revelation, the entire book is read, like because Jesus is speaking in the entire book of Revelation. So like almost the entire book of Revelation is read. So if someone wants to truly be a red letter Christian, then check out Revelation, just all of it. And uh, you'll, you'll see, like, the stuff we talked about, who will have their part in the lake of fire, and these people won't inherit the kingdom of God. Um, this is all red-letter stuff. Um, so I would, I would just say that. But ultimately, we believe, like, you know, Jonah or, you know, like, uh, Jeremiah has the same authority as Isaiah, has the same authority as Paul, as Peter, as Timothy, because it is all uh, straight from the Holy Spirit uh, to us. So that's what we mean. So it's all God. Um, Free, I, I've been telling you I'd come— Continue speaking, Nate. Does does the Holy Spirit still move and has ever since Christ rose from the tomb? Yes, we're told that you know the Holy Spirit will be with us and always lead us into truth and uh, correct understanding. That being said, we're also told not to add to or take away from this book, and it was concluded in Revelation. So everything that's in the Bible, like Romans 14 is great for like things the Bible didn't speak to. And this is where we greatly rely on the Holy Spirit. So if the Bible doesn't say something, um, you know, like about, I don't know, advancements or technology or stuff the Bible just didn't cover back then, then this is where we rely on the Holy Spirit. But it also says that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that he will never change in that regard. So 
if someone says, well, you know, this is antiquated thinking, et cetera, et cetera, about something that's in the Bible, then it's my firm religious belief that that person is incorrect because what's in the Bible is true for all time. Um, so that, that's what I would say about that. And I mean, it's not me. I mean, I'm saying it, but I agree with the Bible. So, um, what about editing? Yeah, if someone, if someone lost gospels, what about, what about patriarchy? What about all of those things that have been operating and continue to operate that are not what, God's will? Uh, well, I, we haven't reached I, I, kingdom on earth yet. Agree well, or disagree? Yeah, we haven't reached heaven yet, but that's the point. Like, you know, it talks about like, in, also in Revelation, right? Well, hang on. I, I keep promising free. Like, I'm going to say one more thing, then we're definitely going to free. And we can come back to you, Mari, but I want free to be able to speak. But we're also told, red letter Christians in Revelation, that, you know, if anyone takes away from this word, blessing will be taken away from them. If anyone adds to this word, like punishment and bad stuff will be added to that person. So the Bible is closed. So when you get to, well, you mentioned false gospels. I mean, I... I would want some clarification ne next time we, we speak after free, but I mean, a false gospel is a false gospel. Um, I didn't. So I, I want, I Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, editing. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, don't edit it. Um, and we could talk about what that means. And then the other thing you said about the it's patriarchy, um, if, if, if some, well, hang on. If someone talks about the patriarchy, again, using that term kind of very vaguely, yes. um, and it's they say patriarchy, answer. like, you know, we use it to heavily oppress uh, women and stuff like that, or if we're calling it patriarchy when, you know, there's certain tasks and roles women can do that men can't do, is that the matriarchy? Of course not. Um, so, like, you know, there's certain titles and roles that only men can fulfill. Is that the patriarchy? I would say, well, of course not, because it's not the stuff that people would kind of loosely pronounce patriarchy. If they're doing it in the most oppressive way, like, you know, men are totally dominating and, you know, like destroying this, the, these women, that's bad. But if there's some things, it's not just the patriarchy. Like, for example, the, the call for what a pastor can be. It's not just the presence of a penis that can make a man a pastor. Uh, there's all kinds of qualifiers. So you can't say it's just the patriarchy when like half or more of the male population is also excluded from being pastor. So there's very specific qualifications. So it, we can talk about that too after free speaks. But if someone calls that the patriarchy, I'd say that's incorrect. Um, and, and that would be like, you know, usually where people call up, call it the Bible. And I would say that's just wrong because half the men are excluded too. Um, so is it like 50% patriarchy? Anyways, uh, but so hold any thoughts. We'll come right back to you. Uh, free. Please speak. Sorry. It took so long. No, no problem. It's a lot to address, but I don't want to dominate the room. And I know other people come on stage. So you said a lot. You said some about empirical uh, evidence as far as what we're concerning God. And then you also just said God doesn't change his ways. And whatnot. So there's a lot of stuff to address. So let me ask you, what is repenting? What 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 is it for as someone to repent? That means technically it means to turn around and go the other way. Um we would we would typically say that's to change your mind, to express remorse, to stop doing what you have been doing. So turn around and go the other direction. Gotcha. So in the context of God repenting unto Moses, according to Exodus thirty two fourteen, to not do the evil, he he did change his mind. So God does has make mistakes and he does change according to that verse. Uh, no, if you check out the context of that, that is not the same. Just how when we say Jesus is the son of God um, and you think, well, like your son or like a human son, it's the same type of same type of thing. So Jesus is not the son uh, of God, just in the same way, like human sons are the sons of their fathers. So in the same way, when it says God repented, that is not the same way, like, you know, a man is doing something wrong and they repent and they change their mind and go the other way. It's a different, uh, 
it's a different thing than when God did it. I'm happy to get yeah, into that if, if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, it literally says, and the Lord repented of the evil which he thought to do to, unto his people. So it's like he literally did do this thing that you said what repenting would be to to un, to go the opposite way instead of doing the thing you thought you was going to do you did opposite so that literally is the context according to the bible i i promise you there's more to it um put a check mark there if you want to come back to that um because i'll have to like we just had a thing about this a few months ago but i would love to find some of the uh the notes i made to give us some scriptures and stuff but that will sure. that will take a little bit so put a pin in that and uh sure I mean, there's plenty of other examples. I mean, of course, God created man <clears throat> was essentially were a mistake. He destroyed the world a couple of times. It's supposed to be a third or a second, depending on what context you believe in the Bible. So there's there is some well, inconsistencies. Well, well, ahead. that's a well, that's a good point. Like when you know when like you just talked about God, you know, regretted making man or whatever. And was, when it says God was sorry, he even made man something like that. I'm, I'm misquoting. This. It says right. basically God was sorry he ever made man. That's also the same thing as the repent. The same thing as Jesus is a son of God, like a son of a human. Um, it's different. So when God, when it says God was sorry, he ever made man, that doesn't mean like, you know, sorry, like, oops, I made a mistake. Like, it's like conveying, like, you know, conveying like sorrow. Like, it doesn't mean like he made a mistake. Like he, and the Bible tells us also red letter Christian in revelation that it talks about the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. So even before Jesus was incarnate on earth, even before Jesus died, even before he was crucified, we're told from this, that God knows the end from, from even before the beginning. So it's not like God in real time made man and then regretted making man and was like, oh, oops, I made a mistake. Uh, he knew it was going to happen. It had already done. It was it had already been done. It was just playing out. So that's the context in, or, or that's the proper understanding of when God was sorry he made man. It wasn't a mis it wasn't like a mistake. It was like, you know, God still we're creating the image of God. We still have mind, will, emotions. So, you know, like Jesus wept, Jesus cried. So like it's conveying this sense of, yes, I knew this was going to happen. I, I already have a plan. Christ is going to come be the redeemer thousands of years in the future. Still, it doesn't make me happy that this happened. I hurt because my creation, you know, did this. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't make a mistake, but it still doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, that's a tough one, man, because it's like you went around to get to back where it was. So, so again, if he's, if you're sorry or repent, it's almost no kind of, it's like, it's one of those words to have more of a definitive understanding opposed to a loose interpretation because it, <clears throat> excuse me, it does show a sign of regret, a sign of that you try to, especially trying to fix it, which is a renewal story of Noah saying, hey, we created man, they became vile creatures, and now we are going to re redo this over with a new set of beings, or not even new, but beings that you trust to be holy and start a whole new setup. Uh, then, of course, the second coming of Christ. So so it, it does sound consistent that God is trying to figure out what he's doing, like he's experimenting opposed to knowing the outcome. That seems to be more the case because if if you're a perfect being, ideally you would create things as they are and accept them as they are because you intended it to be the way. But if you're consistently showing regret, remorse, repentance, then that shows that you are fallible. You're 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 just like us. You're trying to figure things out. Like if I build a house and I understand I I made some uh, mismeasurements and I messed things up logically i'm going to feel a certain way and i'm going to make changes you know whatever it may cost me you know with my human limitations but a perfect god seemed to be you based on the context is expressed that he is perfect and there's no mistakes made so therefore there would be no re recourse of action like what what is 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 but that doesn't seem to be the case with god in the bible yeah and for that i would just say a couple things like well, what you just said you know if what you said was true that would conflict with so much other scripture so um, if you don't like the proper understanding, uh, you know, type thing, um, which 
yeah, I mean, I guess we are talking about it, so that that's fine. But still, that would if you don't take the whole counsel of God or the whole scripture and the totality of scripture, like you know, we're told that you know God is. Uh, I, I believe it says God is perfect. I don't think that's a misquote. I'm happy to look that one up. But there's so much other stuff that would conflict and contradict what you're saying. Like if God truly was like, oh, oops, I'm I'm not God, or you know, I made mistakes, or my bad, I got this wrong. Like that would conflict with so much other scripture that there's no way to reconcile that. And then I'd say, you know, I, I don't know what your belief is. Actually, I, I haven't asked. I don't think. Um, but for me, it's it's accuracy. So like the only dog I have in this fight is to be accurate. Um, so if I honestly believe you know, God wasn't all-knowing or could make mistakes or was fallible or was like some sort of demigod where, you know, it's like, why do people get cancer? Uh, why can he save you for eternal life but can't cure cancer? Well, it, maybe God is strong enough to save us in the spiritual world, but he cannot save us in this real world because he's not powerful enough. If I really believe that, yeah, sure. I'd be like, fine. I still serve him. He's a great demigod. The only problem is I, I don't believe that for a second because that conflicts with everything I know and have experienced and, you know, see in the, in the scripture. So um, I guess if you don't think I'm lying to you, my only interest in this is being accurate to the text. Um, and, and the text would totally contradict, you know, that whole thought that God can make mistakes and stuff like that. Um, like if I thought it could, I would tell you in an instant and be like, yeah, so what? I still follow this God. He's great. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, that is my point. That it, it makes contradictions, and you know, there's certain things like the, the foresight God no, would no, have. No, to... Hang on one second, sorry. Go ahead. Um, I, I said, there. I said there. There's not. I didn't say there's contradictions. I said if we went with your theory, then there would be contradictions. Uh, continue. Right. Exactly. No. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, I like I said, there's certain points that I pointed out directly in the Bible that are clear. And for, I mean, I think it's blatant that it's clear contradictions. Um, <clears throat> but again, you know, this whole mistake thing or God you know, giving us the right path and whatnot, like for Lot, uh, his situation, you know, Lot left his city, Sodom and Gomorrah, you know, the whole situation, but he was raped by his daughters, uh, shortly after. And, you know, essentially looking at the story logically, he could have just left them in, in Sodom and Gomorrah and just, just left his daughters. So he wouldn't be raped after. And God knew that was going to happen. He could have protected them from being raped by his daughters. Then Lot even offered his daughters up to be raped by the people in the city opposed to the angels, which was kind of messed up. Well, not kind of, very messed up. So just stuff like that that doesn't sit right with most people who look at this story objectively. You know, like, uh, it just seemed like a lot of things could be avoided by a perfect God who who have foresight of what is to come. So it, it's just very, very inconsistent. Well, yeah, it's still, I mean, I would push back on, like, everything you said, and then I guess we can go back to Mario. I haven't looked at my screen. Um, and still stay in the mix, but to give everyone their time. I mean, I would just totally push back with everything you're saying there about, um, let's see, the last thing you said was inconsistent. And you said people who look objectively. Well, I mean, I, th I think if anyone has a claim for looking objectively, um, currently, um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to toot my horn, but I'd say that's me. Like, I, I'm looking at all of the Bible. So in, in my response, I'm including, you know, the I'm not limiting the Bible to a few contextual phrases. I'm taking all of the Bible. So the parts that say the good, the parts that say the seemingly bad. So I'm using it all, and it seems like you're uh, either calling it outright contradictions or not not willing or able to further explore it. Um, so I guess um, as far as inconsistent, I would say no. Um, as far as objective, I would say me. Um, I forgot I forgot the other thing, but um, yeah, I would just say it's an understanding. And there's all kinds of like interpretations, right? But if you if you understand the way the author is writing. Like you need to understand it the way the author is writing. So when looking back, it can cause a lot of creative interpretations when people try to say like, you know, something in the Old Testament, it's like, oh, this is what they really meant. Because like, like looking at prophecies or something of the coming Messiah, 
it's easy to look back and see these prophecies are talking about Jesus now, we believe, but also you, that could be a negative thing. Like sometimes people will look back and say, okay, based on my 2023 understanding, uh, like Mario's talking about, like the patriarchy or something like that. And then you kind of like interpret ancient verses and ancient scripts through our current understanding. So that could be a blessing and a curse. Um, in, in this case, it sounds like a curse uh, because that's what we end up doing instead of looking at the author's intent. So at this point, the only thing I would say is um, I believe with like a little bit of back and forth um, and like some actual scriptures, which I haven't even looked up yet, but it clearly is not relating to, you know, God make made a mistake or something like that. Um, and yeah, the Sodom and Gomorrah thing with Lot, God could have done lots of things. Like, you know, he, I mean, he could have, I believe he could have just snapped his fingers and made everything perfect, made the best possible world. Um, you know, there would be no problem with evil. He could have bypassed, he could have bypassed the material world entirely and just made us like, you know, humans with glorified bodies in heaven. So, I mean, I, I believe that he is that powerful and he can totally do that. So why didn't he? We don't know other than the Bible says things like everything is for the glory of God. So does that mean people need to be shown what evil is to appreciate good? Otherwise they're like, oh, God is just blah. But now we know we've experienced what evil is. So we're like, oh, God is good because I know what bad is. And I, I know that's kind of like a childish analogy. But I think it's things like that, that when you look in the scripture, you're like, okay, look, even if I, you know, even if I'm an atheist or even if I don't believe or if I'm a Muslim or whatever, I can clearly see that when it says God repented, that doesn't mean God regretted, uh, you know, God made a mistake or something like that. Like when you see in Isaiah, which I'm, I'm reading right now for my morning Bible, and then I'll shut up, I promise, for at least a minute. Um, but all through like Isaiah or Jeremiah, maybe, how the Israelites are constantly like uh, coming back to God, repenting, sackcloth and ashes. And like the next page, they're going back after other gods. They're deserting God. They're abandoning God. And the whole the whole book of prophets is full of God saying, if you don't do this, if you don't repent, I will destroy you. If you don't do this, I will do this. If you change your mind, I will relent. I will relent. If you do this, I will relent. So it's this constant call of back and forth saying they're doing bad. If they change, God will do good. And there's lots of God changed his mind. Um, by the way, I, maybe I'm helping your cause, but there's lots of things that talk about God changing his mind because the Israelites changed and they came back to God. But again, the Bible also makes the claim that God knows all things, like outright, flat, God knows all things. Um, so we don't believe, you may say that's a contradiction or that's a problem, but if you just look at the thing, like read the Bible from beginning to end, you can see that this is like this is like from a human thing. This is like a human nature going back and forth. God totally knows the end state of Israel even before all the, if you do this, then I'll do this. If you do this, he already knows what they're going to do. And he already knows what he's going to do. It's already been done. Anyway, I would say that's what you get from reading the Bible from beginning to end and taking the totality of it. I believe you will come away with that understanding. Um, do you want to give a quick response? And then I, I will go back to someone else that wanted to speak. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely, because I know <clears throat> other people may be waiting. But no, not not too much. I mean, there's much, a lot of space for us to talk and everything. And, uh, you know, I try not to be long-winded. Uh, but no, I appreciate your responses. I do think there's a lot of problems with it, and I would like to address it. But again, I don't want to dominate the room. But I do appreciate the back and forth. I think uh, his, his last thing I'll say, you said being objective. Uh, listen, I, I'm an atheist, so I have some a little bias as well as you may have bias. But that don't mean we can be objective because we can. Um, so with that being said, I do think that um, 
eliminate my bias as much as possible. Because again, I used to be a Christian. I used to believe in these stories. I used to practice this religion. And I, I think standing on the outside looking in, because I've been on both sides of the argument, I see a, a different perspective that kind of keeps me grounded on what it is actually saying and where it comes from and why it is what it is. So, uh, but I'll just land on that. And thank you for letting me uh, share the space with you. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess, you know, uh, agree to disagree, um, you know, if everyone can't be just like me, <laughs> which would it be bad, don't do that. Um, I mean, the believe in Jesus part, that'd be good. But no, I mean, if we can't, if we can't agree, then, you know, civil agree to disagree is, is the best outcome we can hope for. Uh, if we can't get on the same page about, you know, God, um, I, I would just, you know, maybe leave you um, with the thought that, you know, like you, I understand you said, yeah, I guess you used to be a Christian, you said, and believe this stuff. Um, I'd say, you know, who... I think it's important every now and then take a step back and be like, well, what bias could I have? Who has the most to gain? What do I have to lose by this? And for me, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about my position because I'm not beholden to, to God being perfect. I just believe God is perfect because, you know, the Bible does say it. Uh, but then something like we're going to get weird um, in my spirit that I believe I have, like, like bears witness to this. So I don't just believe the Bible because it makes a bunch of claims it can't back up, but something in me like, attest to this. I'm like, I, I somehow know it when I read this, this is right. But um, I don't need that to be true. Like, I believe it's true because I believe it's true. Um, but if it wasn't, or like I said, if I believed uh, you know, that God was still, you know, cool about the eternal life and heaven and all that stuff, we just believe in Jesus, then then great. But if it's like, well, you know, God is, God is weak um, on some things, or God is not strong, or, you know, God has made mistakes, um, that still wouldn't change my position. Because I'd be like, okay, well, sure, I'm a Christian that believes in eternal life that God can do, but uh, you know, God has made mistakes because He's a fallible deity. So that wouldn't change my my Christian position. And I I guess I'm saying I'm not beholden to God being perfect and God being omnipotent. I just believe He is perfect and is omnipotent because my my spirit, something inside me, just confirms that. Um, so I don't know if you would say a similar thing, like you know, you you need. Um, and, and not just you, because I mean, you seem like a good guy, but, you know, if any of this applies or some other atheist or whatever, like, you know, the common thing is, well, you're an atheist because, you know, you blame God for killing your goldfish and you really are just mad at God. And I know that's kind of a pejorative against atheists, but, you know, surely some would fit that bill, right? Just like some Christians would believe in a God because they're scared of dying or something like that. It's a pejorative, but surely some people would fit that. So that would be like, well, what interest does an atheist have in this God being being weak or being evil or making mistakes? And is that because that um, you know, that, that gives them a better assurance that their atheism and a lack of belief in God is well-placed. Um, so that, that would be what I'd leave you with. So for me, um, if this God was weak or incapable or uh, impotent about certain things and couldn't get his way all the time, well, I would still believe this God and I would still follow this God. Um, so the other way around, you know, if someone, if that helps them believe less in a God or not put stock in the Christian God, um, if that's not a reason, then great. Um, if it is a reason, then, you know, I would encourage that person to maybe rethink um, if there's some sort of bias creeping in there. Um, so I guess it sounds like we're on the same page enough about disagreeing, <laughs> but I would just maybe encourage that if any of that applies. And if not, wonderful. No, it's all good, man. Like I said, thanks once again. And uh, I'll chime in here and there. I'm actually like a little busy, but I'll definitely listen in and I appreciate your uh, input. Okay. Uh, Sean, hey. You've been here a long time and haven't spoke. Did you have anything you'd like to say, Sean? Wonderful, wonderful. As I live and breathe, Steph, it seems like it's been ages. Good morning. Hey, Edward. 
Uh, Edwin, I forgot about you. Did you have anything hey. you'd like to say, Edwin? Yeah. Uh, hey, um, a question, Nate. Um, I, when did you become a well? You know, when you be, when did you become a Christian? I was just curious. A couple of questions. Um, early early teenagers when I I um, really remember like actually like believing believing. Okay. Now I was curious when did you do a like a thorough examination of the Bible where you were studying a lot and resolving all apparent contradictions and so forth. Then you just judged it to be the Bible, or did God give you faith to just believe this is the Word of God? Even though you didn't like thoroughly examine or read the whole thing, does that make sense? Uh, it does, and I, I I love that question. Um, so I, maybe this experience is a little different for the the people that have hung out with uh -huh. me in, the, in this podcast thing forever. But um, okay, so as quick as I can because I I don't want to lose Steph. It's been like a year since I've seen her. Oh no, you're um, good. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I, I I grew up in church. I, I knew all the stories. I knew all the Bible stuff. Um. But then it was whenever I was like an early teenager, um, I'm like, okay, is this true? And I, I really, I really believed it more than just hearing the stories. Um, and you know, I was maybe a bad Christian. So I, um, I mean, not when I was a teenage, young teenager, but when I became an older teenager in like high school, college, that type of stuff, you know, I, I still believed it. Like I, I, like it was just maybe this was where Calvinists would say it's perseverance of the saints. Um, but uh, I, I was not living a very godly type life. Um, but I also wasn't rejecting or forsaking God. I always had this belief. And I'm like, ah, you know, I, I know I need to get stuff right. I know I, know I need to, you know, clean things up in my life. Um, but I was also, you know, selfish and wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, so anyway, I always just solidly had this belief in God, um, the Jesus of the Bible, the Christian God, to be specific. Um, and anyway, then when I, I was like an older teenager, I really wanted to know if this was true. And that that's where I had my, like, like I already had my God belief, but it was like extra just solidified. Um, you know, I, I checked into like Buddhism. I checked into like I, Wicca. Oh, what a loser I was. Anyways, but I was trying to like also rebel against my parents. I'm like, oh, I need to find the real path. Like if there's a path that's not Jesus, then I need to find it. Like I want to be sure, you know, what I believe is right. Or, you know, I, I want to find something else. Ha ha, because, you know, parents suck. That type thing. Um Anyway, I, I searched a little bit and some stuff like that, and I did not get very far before I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Like, no. Uh, I'm like, I can, I guess I can be a jerk teenager about other areas of my life, but as far as the Jesus thing, yeah, my, my parents got that one right. Like, I, as much as I don't want to admit it because I was, like, being a spoiled brat, um, I'm like, yeah, we just – we agree on Jesus, and we just fight about other stuff. So that's when it was really solidified. Um, I didn't do any studying. Like, you know, I would, I would list uh, – we didn't even have audio Bible. But, you know, I would, like, listen at church and stuff like that. Um, I, I, I had a pretty good knowledge just because I'd been around it my entire life. So, um, church-wise. So, like, I knew I knew all the, like, church beliefs. But I, I hadn't been confronted with, like, you know, any contradictions and stuff like that, really, because no one cared, right? We were, like, teenagers. And it was, like, you know, me and my Christian friends who were also not living super godly lives um, had some other, other friends that we hung out with. And, you know, they would identify as, like, agnostic or atheist. And they didn't even know what that meant either. Uh, one of them's like, hey, I just think if there's a God, then uh, <laughs> he doesn't care about us. <laughs> Later, we realized, oh, that's deism. So, you know, it was just a bunch of stupid kids. Like anyone that would like do serious study on this, I don't know, they're probably, probably a nerd. <laughs> but probably serve them better. So that, that was where I was in my like late teen years. Like uh, me as a Christian was not living a very godly life. Uh, me with my, quote, atheist and agnostic friends who were really more like Janist or deist. Um, 
yeah. And then um, as I as I grew older and started getting things back on track, I, I started reading my Bible, but I still wasn't doing debates. I still wasn't looking at contradictions. I was just reading my Bible and, you know, growing more in, in you know, what I believe in my relationship with Christ. Um, it was like 12, 13 years ago now when I started doing these podcasts, which, uh, oh, Lord, was confronted with contradictions every single day. And the funny thing, and then I promise I'm going to shut up for at least a minute. <laughs> That's all I can commit to, um, is when we started doing this, I got into it on Google Plus, and there was this guy called, uh, with a religious discussion room. And I went in there, and it was basically an atheist who was, like, railing on everyone who was not an atheist, just like him. You couldn't even be the wrong kind of atheist. Funny, right? Anyway, so um, he was asking me these, like, 20 questions, which later I found he was just had, like, printed out and was stuck to his computer. What a gem of a person. But it was all these things that were supposed to disprove God. And I've never heard this stuff before. Um, but I just had my Christian, you know, faith and the understanding as I had it. And I'm like, well, wait, that's that's wrong. Like, I didn't know anything about logic or fallacies or debate or any of that. I'm just like, well, what you're saying, if that was true, then sure, God's bad. But that's not true. Like, that's even if you don't believe it, that's not the way it's presented. So I I I that got my first immersion into you know godless debates. And uh, I thought, well, why don't I do this? Like, at least I can represent on this platform someone coming from a biblical Christian perspective and not just you know deceitfully call it religious discussion. Um, which it was not. Um, it was an atheist conversion. So anyway, that's why I did that. So every day since then, uh, people would, would bring like different quote contradictions and problems with the Bible and inconsistency. And uh, at first, like I, this was new to me. So I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, is today the Bible's disproven? Is today the day I lose my religion? I'm like, well, huh, I don't think so. But I mean, I don't really care. I'm like, if, if the Bible gets disproven, then I guess I'll be a Christian who says the Bible has errors. Or maybe I won't be a Christian at all. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't have gone that far because I still had this belief like internally that I couldn't shake, um, that God was real, that Jesus was real. But as far as, you know, the infallibility of scripture and like the textual criticism and all the scholarly stuff, I'm like, I don't know, man. Maybe today is the day after thousands of years this guy proves an error. So I decided um, instead of trying to be a, a, a apologist, even I mean, I guess we are, but instead of really trying to take the apologetics approach, I'm like, let's just look this up in real time because you could screen share. And so every time they would bring a contradiction, quote contradiction up, I would just go to like blue letter Bible. Like someone gave me those tools early on blue letter Bible.org where you can look up the original language and use the strong concordance and all these like Bible tools. And I would bring up Bible gateway where you could like parallel different versions and different Bibles at the same time. So I would just start doing that. So anytime someone brought something up, I'm like, well, let's just read it. And what I learned was at, for a while it was sketchy, right? Because there would be a new question after a new question. I'm like, I've never heard this one. I don't know. Maybe the Bible's going to be wrong right now. But every single time, and you know, people can say, well, that's what you say, and I just disagree. Okay, fine. But every single time, being objective as I could possibly muster, because my interest was truth, not making a Bible infallible if it wasn't fallible. Like, there's no salvation requirement that the Bible has to be infallible. So it was just like cherry on top. Um, so uh, I felt like I was pretty objective. So we would do this, and more times than not, we didn't have to go to extra biblical sources unless it was like, you know, ancient history or like some scholarly text, um, more than not, it would clear up any perceived contradiction just by reading it in context. So the more and more this happens, someone say, hey, what about Isaiah and what about Second Kings? How do you reconcile these? I'm like, okay, well, let's bring it up. So I would do this parallel in real time and like, you know, broadcast it to the internet so everyone could see it. And I'd be like, okay, well, clearly, look, if you just read a little bit before your problem verse and a little bit after, it says, for example, Isaiah was talking about this king and this kingdom. And in like Jeremiah, it was talking about, you know, the children of Israel. 
So it's not a contradiction. It's talking to two different audiences. So stuff like that, as it happened daily after day after day, I got more and more confident, like, hey, you know, we don't have to believe the Bible is inerrant, but turns out it seems like it is. And uh, anyway, so now it's just like became it's kind of like Abraham and Isaac. Like Abraham had this empirical evidence of God. So when people say he was a homicidal maniac that was going to murder his child, I believe, I mean, gosh, even based on this experience, that he had a reasonable expectation from God showing up and proving himself over and over and over that when he says the Lord will provide a sacrifice, he wasn't deceiving him. He wasn't lying. He really believed the Lord would provide a sacrifice other than his child. Um, so, yeah, it's like now whenever someone brings up a contradiction that is rare at this point because we've done this forever um, that I have not heard before. I'm just like, all right, well, I haven't heard that one, but I guarantee there's not going to be a problem with it. Like it's going to be a misunderstanding if you're going to have to read it in context. And sure enough, every single time um, we go there and I'm like, oh, well, here's your question. It addresses it in the paragraph right before your problem. Um, so now I just have a reasonable expectation in like 13 years of, of this stuff that, yeah, anytime someone can raise a question we haven't heard before, the Bible's just going to prove itself to be more and more accurate. Um, Edwin, I think like 30 minutes ago, you asked an innocent sounding question. And um, I don't know if I answered or not. But <laughs> you, you did. You did. I, I had um, I like this discussion. I, I, I got to get going. I, there's more that I wanted to say, but I'll let other people chime in. Thank you. Um, thank you, Nate. Maybe I'll, I'll ask a follow up question tomorrow. I got to get going. I appreciate oh, that answer, right? All right, take care, man. I just didn't want to leave without saying bye, but take care, man. I got to get going. Uh, all right, thanks, Edwin. Take care. Okay, bye. Seth, save me for myself. No, that was super interesting. I've never heard that story. I liked it. So you've been doing this exact format of social media thing for 13 years? Yes, apparently I like punishment. <laughs> what? Okay, so I know you did Google+. Plus. Where is that where you started? Yes. And then you went straight from Google Plus to here. Uh, well, I, I uh, there's a little break in the middle. Like I, I moved and stuff like that. I moved around for a while. So there's there's maybe like uh, nine months or so that I, I was kind of out of touch. Uh, kind of, uh, yeah. But there, there was a little break in the middle. But without me like moving around and stuff for several months. Yeah. Uh, and it was pretty much Google Plus and then it was YouTube. And then I, I did a stint on Discord, which was just awful. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> We're on Discord now, and it's like Ask a Christian, like, you know, extra, something about Discord. But, yeah, so, um, and then I, I was on, um, yeah, I guess that, like uh, Google+, and then YouTube, and then a little Discord, and then this. Nate, when I first met you, I was 100% sure for, like, the first six months that you were a youth pastor. Not anymore, right? <laughs> well, when I found out you weren't, I was super shocked. <laughs> my my memes... Would disqualify me from being a youth pastor. Yeah, Lou. I was just wondering, do you remember how you met me? I mean, Google Plus. Yeah, Lou, he's been there, like, have you been there? You've been there, like, just as long as me, right? Yeah. Um, we, we, yeah. Met in his, we met in his room. I'm not sure if you remember. Um, but I was... No, I mean, I, I remember that. I don't know if you were going to tell me, like, an exact, exact day or something like that. But, I mean, yeah, oh, I definitely no, I remember that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, Lou, Roy, Roy showed up shortly after. Uh, Marcus, who, who used to be around here a lot more, like uh, Jimmy Ventura, who was here yesterday. Like, yeah, I mean, there, there's some OG Google people. But uh, yeah, Lou was great, man. He didn't always sound like he was in a murder metal factory. Um, he used to work like night shift when uh, like we used to stay up all night long. We'd do like 16 hour days. 
It was ridiculous. Um, I just like wake up in the morning, hit go, and and would be on all day until like 4 a.m. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, Lou and Marcus, they used to talk a lot in the middle of the night. Um, and they, they had great stuff. I miss you, Lou. I wish you could talk more. So some of you have been doing this for 13 years together and now are here together. I don't know why this is like blowing my mind right now. <laughs> uh, CJ, what's up? I just got a question. Yes, God is real. I mean, I know in the Bible it say like, you know, don't do, you know, you ain't supposed to smoke weed and all that stuff. But where specifically do it say you ain't supposed to take like Xanax and stuff like that? Uh, well, fun fact, um, it actually doesn't say you can't smoke weed. Um, people, I don't want to be a pot apologist right now, but, uh, you know, people will, who are pot apologists will use the verse that talks about, you know, God's given every green thing, like every, like, like, seed, oh, yeah. like yeah. seed or something like that. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily go that far, but I mean, it doesn't forbid pot. What it does talk about um, is you should always be sober minded, you know, because, you know, the enemy, the spiritual enemy you have, the devil goes around, you know, looking for people who can, uh, you know, take advantage of in their inebriated state. So it talks about you shouldn't. Yeah. So if someone wanted to say something against like pharmaceuticals or drugs or something like that, it wouldn't be specifically the drug. It would be the state of inebriation or like being sober minded, being vigilant. Um, so anything that would take you away from vigilance. Um, like, you know, if you have a glass of wine or something like that, the Bible, you know, actually doesn't condemn that. It says, you know, in some cases you should use a little wine for the stomach, like Paul encourages Timothy, I think. Um, so it doesn't forbid alcohol, uh, but it, for, it says drunkenness is a sin. So if you yeah. cross a line and that's subjective, right? So if you're lying to people, well, then do what you want. Uh, lying is also a sin. But if you're like, oh, I've just, you know, pounded a fifth of vodka and I'm totally fine. Let me drive. Well, right. you're, probably, <laughs> you're probably guilty of lying and you're definitely drunk. Uh, and if you're not, then, you know, God help you. You've got other problems. But yeah, so so it, it would be like not being sober or being drunk yeah. or something that would be the problem. So if you pop a Xanax for back pain and you're like, no, I'm fine. My back feels better. But if you pop three of them and you're like, whoa, I can't even think straight. That may be a problem. But what if you be spazzing out when you don't medicate? I'd be tripping when I don't take my meds. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I would say. Something, you know, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So, you know, depending how someone nuances spazzing out, um, I would say like, you know, if it makes your muscle kick like an actual spasm, whatever, I'm fine. Well, with wait that. a minute. If it makes you, if, if it makes you see demons, I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to not do that next time. You're taking yes, Xanax for anxiety, right? Not pain. Xanax is like an anxiety and panic disorder medication. Oh, my bad. I'm not up to date on pharmaceuticals. It, I take it for anxiety. Yeah. I take it for sleep. Uh, yeah, mostly just okay. anxiety and sleep. Yeah, so we look at those kinds of medications in the same way that a diabetic would look at insulin, right? If you're working with a doctor who says that you have this need for this medication, then that, you know, rejecting that would be the same as saying that you're just not going to take your insulin, right? So I don't, yeah, we're, we're, that doesn't, that's a totally different category than like the sobriety thing. Yeah, I just I, I just ask because them they do be getting me high. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, I remember you know 
like I just talked about my not good godly Christian days, um, you know, still believing in God. But I, I mean, I, I gosh, I don't want to like out myself too much. But I mean, you know, there were some times we yes, yeah, Xanax was like top of the list. Like that was those were fun pills. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't take Xanax unless prescribed by a doctor yeah. uh, and, you're, and you have peace in your soul. But whenever I did it, it was recreational. And, you know, we I mean, we would have several Xanax, which I'm sure the prescribed amount may not have that effect. But we definitely did more than that. I, I so, yeah, I was this. I was loopy as heck. Um, I will say this to it, too, is taking that took me off three hypertension meds. My blood pressure went down like a lot and the, the other medicine wasn't helping. Yeah. So so to to summarize the answer to the question, um, if whatever you're doing is just putting you out of your mind and you're like, oh, my gosh. And, you know, you're like you're seeing stuff. You're, you're what you would define as like inebriated, intoxicated, very, very far from sober. Um, I would say that that could be a problem. And you, you should probably consult uh, your doctor and God about that. Uh, but that, that would be what the Bible would talk about. So it's not about specific drugs um, or chemicals. <laughs> it's about the overall sobriety. So if you're like a little a little dizzy or something, maybe that's fine. If you're like off your rocker, like seeing ghosts or something, I'll be like, oh, oh yeah. no, you need to get exercised or something. I don't do. I'd just be like walking slow and talking slow. <laughs> hey, Nate, how about those who take I'm hallucinations? Killing. How about those who take hallucinations to find God? Um, I want to see if you can answer this question the way you honestly think I would answer this question. How would I honestly answer this question? I'm just asking you, what do you think about people who take DMT <laughs> to find to find God? Uh, no, I think that's the wrong way to, quote, find God. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were going to say mushrooms, and I still was going to say, I don't know, because I had a bad trip one time. Nah, sure. I don't, I don't think hallucinations lead you to a God. They just mess with your head, that's all. That y'all are wild this morning. What is happening? Oh, this just happened. This just happened. Uh, Aviana, um, did hallucinogens help you find God, or is that why you're calling us? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Um, yeah, no, definitely not. I think that that's like demonic. I think that that's actually how you, you open up yourself to, um, I think you open up yourself to demons that way. Well, see, uh, but I I I would agree with that. I, I, I counter that. I've heard other people say they use DMT to actually find this God, and there's no demon they're finding. They're finding the, the peaceful God. It, it gives them guidance. It, it makes them feel more peaceful in life. So there's nothing demonic about it. So I, I think maybe it's subjective. Um, well, okay, so real quick, James. From uh, Okay, so work with me under the Christian paradigm for a minute. Um, you, you didn't say God of the Bible, so if they did you know, some hardcore hallucinogen or whatever and found the Jesus of the Bible, um, let's talk about that. I'm assuming that's not the people you're talking about, though. So if these people found you know, God, quote, God, and it was very peaceful and loving and kind, um, then <laughs> under the Christian paradigm, we're told the devil disguises himself as an angel of light and presents himself as an angel of light or a very peaceful God. Um, so I would say if these people find God— and it's not, uh, you know, the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, putting their eternal hope and trust in him for salvation and repent and believe the gospel. If it's anything other than that, no matter how they find it, then um, I would I believe I mean, you know, they can challenge me. Of course, they will. They do every day. But, um, you know, they can challenge me. But I would say it's my humble belief that they have found a demon masquerading themselves as an angel of light um, because, it, you know, the devil. And last thing under the Christian paradigm, uh, the devil doesn't need people to be evil. 
and like a militant, anti-theist, murdering, crazy person. The devil just needs someone to not put their eternal faith and salvation and trust in Jesus Christ of the Bible. So as long as that's accomplished, if I were the devil, like Paul Harvey, I'd be thinking, sure, just preach peace and love and stay away from the death, burial, resurrection of Christ, and uh, they're going to be in hell all the same. So rock on. Um, anyways, that would be my humble answer. Uh, what do you think about that, James? Plausible? I was going to say, wow. Can I say, wow? Yes. Cool. Wow. Listen, I was, um, I was on Instagram yesterday, and I saw this ad pop up. And uh, it was like, or no, actually, it was whatever. It was like a video ad on YouTube. And uh, I'm not exposed to ads that often. <laughs> so I'm always kind of like shocked and horrified. This girl is sitting here, right? Tell me if you guys have seen this ad. This girl is sitting in a, she's maybe like in her mid twenties and she's sitting on a stool and she's being interviewed in front of, in like a studio. And so she's talking about how she opens up with a story about how her mother had recently passed away. Um, but her mother died of cancer and didn't tell her that she had cancer. So she said it, she's telling this story about how unfair and traumatic it was that she didn't know she was going to lose her mom and she could have been there for her this whole time. And it was just really sad. And then she says, but now, thanks to this new app, I can talk to my mom anytime I want. And she started, it's an ad for an app where you can hire a psychic medium to talk to dead people. And so she says that through this app, you know, you should pay for this app because you could talk to your dead mom too. Um, and then she's talking about how much peace and happiness and guidance that she's getting uh, from using this app and how she's fired her therapist or whatever. It's like a horrifying. So I really see it in that vein. Stay away. No. I'm not going to knock her if it works for her, but. What? No. No. Okay. My, my father passed and shit, I talk to him all the time. I don't need no medium. Right, that that's Stephanie's point. D don't don't fall don't fall trapped into someone trying to sell you an app. <laughs> no, and I okay. mean, Listen, you know, if if this wasn't politics. stated, yeah, if this wasn't like explicitly noticed already, stay away from sorcery stuff. Just just you know, put that out there real quick. Um, but Yvette, uh, did you want to say anything about anything? Welcome, Yvette. Mm, hi. But I don't want to change the subject if you want to continue, just because I have a complete different question. Oh, okay. Well, does anyone else have anything on this subject real quick? Yeah, I just find oh, it hilarious how we'll laugh and shame someone for talking to a medium, but people talk, claim they talk in, to an invisible guy in the sky that gives them jobs and cars and TVs and stuff, but everybody's for that. It's it's just, it's funny to me. I okay. know you uh, so I, I, I Hi. Hey, what's going on? So, uh, Good morning. How's it going? <laughs> uh, Sig, being as fair as I can to your point, um, I'd, I'd say the people for who you're talking about, yes, that's true, and I get it. Um, however, in, in this context, I would say I, I don't think those people are here. Um, that people that you know are believing God's giving them airplanes and you know all this other stuff. I, I would say that's outside the realm of what a Christian should be aspiring for. Um, and I would also, so as far as like when, when we're, it sounded like you were saying that Christians who believe, you know, an invisible sky daddy or whatever, um, are pronouncing judgment on people, you know, talking to the dead, like, ha ha, that's crazy nonsense, while we believe very similar quasi nonsense. Um, if, if that's, if I got you all wrong, my bad. But um, it, it sounded like that's where you're coming from. And for those people, sure. 
Um, but I think where we're coming from in this discussion is I would say I totally believe, um, okay, as far as the obvious scammers, right? Just like people who obviously, uh, who are obvious Christian scammers and like, God wants you to sow this seed into my ministry because, you know, Papa needs a new plane. I'd say, okay, that seems a little sketchy. Like maybe he's not hearing the voice of God. Maybe he just wants material gain. So there are, there are legit scammers on all sides. No one's immune. Um, you know, even the Shout church of atheism. Jakes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not super familiar with them. Um, so I don't want to say anything I don't know anyone about. But um, I know I've got some theological issues with them. I, but I don't know about this. The complete heretic. Oh, okay. Um, as usual, I know very little about anyone who we talk about. I mean, I know the name, though. But um, just like the church of atheism, like uh, atheist mega churches, like, you know, money didn't come from nowhere. So um, I, maybe there's some well-intentioned lack of belief in deity people. Um, but there's probably some scammers somewhere in there, just saying. So no one's immune. But in this context, I would totally say, yes, people can, quote, talk to the dead, using that loosely, um, through, like, you know, demonic, occult activity, ritual, stuff like that. So I do believe there is a spiritual world, just like my God. I believe this God is in the spiritual world. And uh, if you're not talking to this God, which I believe is possible, having this relationship, this communication with this God, um, then I would, I would not make fun of – I may make fun of an obvious scammer. But I'm not going to make fun of people who, you know, talk to mediums or sorcerer, or sorcerers or, you know, like um, these people, psychics, um, all of them, because I believe that there's totally something spiritual they can tap into. So I wouldn't laugh and mock them as if it's not true. I would say uh, if you find someone that it is legit and it's not a scam, then it's super, super dangerous for your spirituality and you should avoid that at all costs. Um, so anyways, I uh, hope that helps in, in this room. Um, I, I don't think we're making fun of those people. We're making fun of scammers, but we're not making fun of the people who talk to the dead or tap into other spirits. We we totally believe that. We just think it's very, very bad for you spiritually. Exactly. That, that was my point. Like, it was tragic, right? She she thinks that she's communicating with her mother and she's talking on this ad about how healing it is for her. And it's it, what we know that to be is something truly horrifying. So I'm I'm definitely not making fun of her. I'm horrified that there's enough money and interest in that thing to make an ad like that. So yeah, that was yeah, and I get that. Oh God, the Bible kind of, the Bible is really was, clear about that. Can I respond? Oh, hang on, give a sec one second. Go ahead, sec. Yeah, thank you. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, and 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 I get your point. That's kind of where I was leading to because you know we can't act like there's these mega faith healing churches where people have literally kicked medical science and medical research that has known to produce um, um, decent results to get people better and extend people's uh, uh, lifespan, uh, totally kicked that to the curb for people like Peter Popoff and, and, and you know, these, um, these big time, quote unquote, faith healers who claim that, hey, you don't need a doctor, you don't need medication, you don't need surgery, I'm just going to smack you in the face with my coat or my hand, and you're healed. I mean, we can't act like these guys aren't on TV convincing millions of people that they have this special relationship with God that has given them magical powers. And we see people actually losing their lives, killing over and dying because they believe this. So it, it's kind of in the same boat. Uh, Sean. Yes. Uh, oh, did he? Uh, I'm yeah, go God. Well, good morning to everyone first. Good morning. Uh, the Bible is clear. Uh, in the book of Isaiah chapter 8, it says, when they say unto you, seek mediums and those who have familiar spirits, should not a people seek their God from the dead to the, from the living to the dead? 
if they do not speak according to this word, there is because there is no light in them. Now, I, I'm going to say, let me just go and give a quick testimony. I have had, I had open heart surgery back in 2011. I had a heart attack in 2012. And I'm still here. All right. Wait, but wait, you had the heart attack after open heart surgery? Yes, sir. What was the reason for the open heart surgery to begin with? I had I was I had congenital art, artery disease. Gotcha. Uh-huh. Um, what caused not... the heart attack after they so I'm presuming they, they did the surgery and fixed all your uh cardiovascular put... issues. And then you had a heart attack. What was the cause of the heart attack? Well, uh, apparently I pushed myself a little too hard. So they wound up airlifting me to to the VA hospital. And then they wound up putting a stent in me. Uh, you, did you throw a clot? Is that what happened? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. All I know is I'm still here. Well, dude, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear you're, <laughs> you're healthy and you're up and kicking, man. Keep yeah, on kicking. Yeah. So I, 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 now I am a continuous theologically. Do I believe God heals today? Yes. I also know that God has used uses doctors. Otherwise, Luke wouldn't be in the Bible. <laughs> uh, the writer of Luke and Acts. But I, I also know that it's, it's all right to take medicine. I take medicine today. But I still believe that God is the healer of all. Now, he gives uh, doctors ideas and thoughts uh, to see how to keep patients healthy when they need to come see them. But I still believe in, in God's power to heal because I saw him do it when they they diagnosed my son, my youngest son, with Hirschsprung's disease. He was four years old at the time. And they diagnosed him with Hirschsprung's disease, which is a disease of the intestine. And, and so they gave him, so that was the diagnosis. And so I went into fasting and prayed. I was in that children's hospital, with, children's hospital with him four days, and they had they said, "Well, we're gonna give him a a, a biopsy, a barium biopsy." And they gave him the biopsy, and they came back four hours later after this after the procedure. And they said to me, Mr. Simpson, we can't find a, a place, a, 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 even a bit of Hirschsprung's disease in your son's body. And you know what I did? I just said, thank you, Jesus, and kept it moving. And he is, he is, he is he's in the Air Force now. He's a, he's a tech student at, um, he's an IT uh, student at, uh, Kent State University, and he's about to graduate. When about to get his bachelor's degree, I could be more proud of him. That's, and I'm glad, Apostle. I'm glad you and your son are in good health and everything worked out. I'm, I'm extremely you. happy for you guys can, about that. Can I? My, my, I just got a quick question about that. So, what makes you guys so special versus the other thousands of children that don't get that good news and they actually end up dying? from their uh, diseases or cancers like leukemia, things like that. Um, well, that happens to Christians all the time, right? right? Yeah, so, so, what, so sometimes yeah, what, God, God heals. How does God pick and, and choose who he's going to heal and, and does it? Heal? 
if we could answer that, we would know the mind of God more fully than we are expected to know it, right? So there are plenty of Christians who pray for healing and don't receive it. And we rejoice anyway, because God's plan is good. So you run into troubles. Like Sig, what you're identifying is a massive problem where the idea is that healing is the measurement of faith. Um, it's not at all. We rejoice when we're healed and we're called to rejoice when we're not healed. Paul himself had an affliction that he was never healed from. Um, and he, you know, we, he, he's the one we all look up to and read from it. You know, it's Paul, right? He, he never received relief from whatever it was that he had and he rejoiced anyway. So if we're going to use this measure of healing equals faith, then we can just go ahead and throw out all of Paul every letter that he wrote. So it, that you're identifying a very real problem, but I don't think it's something that, um, it's not something that many people here hold. Well, and I do have a very, you know, very maybe unsatisfactory yet biblical answer for you. I mean, for God's glory. So like an, an idea, right? Because the Bible didn't tell us just like Steph said, or would know the mind of God. And then why would he be God? Um, was that an Epicurean thing? But so for the God's glory, like, what could that possibly mean? Like, you know, we're told it rains on the just and unjust alike. So good things happen to bad people, bad things happen to good people, so on and so on. Um, but I, one of the things that could happen is, I don't know, why would God heal one person? Um, maybe because that one person is going to go on and, you know, do something that's incredibly great for, for the, for the kingdom of God. Maybe after his, you know, maybe after Sean's son gets out of the Air Force, he'll be the next, you know, great world evangelist. And, you know, a billion people come to know Jesus because of it. Maybe if someone doesn't get healed, uh, maybe because that's going to, to be a tragedy that's also somehow down the line going to spur someone to faith in some roundabout way. Like, you know, someone gets hurt in a car accident, they pray for healing. They don't get it. They end up dying. Maybe because of that, they're going to see such a display of compassion or faithfulness, just like Job, when lots of terrible things, his world was crumbling around him, yet he remained faithful to God. So maybe somehow, you know, God, although he didn't cause the tragedy in the car, maybe by not supernaturally miraculously healing this person, uh, a hospital worker will see the great faith of the parent or husband or someone like that of the person injured and see how it's unwavering and think, well, I was in a similar situation, but I gave up on God. I see how you're faithful to God. Maybe I should give God another chance. And then they and their family and their family's family, you know, could all become Christians. So just think, like, who knows if that's accurate? Who knows how accurate it is? But just for a quick scenario in where that that's totally plausible, no one can prove it. Um, but th I, I think that's not a bad way to think about it. Um, something close or quasi close to that, because the Bible does tell us absolutely everything is for the glory of God. So in one way or another, yeah. I know there's tons of people who, who wanted to come to stage now, though. Um, Yvette, um, yeah, I don't want to make you wait too long. What was your, uh, what was your question? I, uh, I'm okay. It's gonna be uh, <laughs> uh, a very sensitive uh, situation that I'm gonna talk about, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. So, I have a sister who <clears throat> he's who's married with four children. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed, but this it's gonna I'm gonna say it. So uh her husband had tried to sleep with not only me but two of my other sisters. So I have six sisters, okay? So this sister uh of mine <laughs> had tried to sleep with not only me but two of my other sisters. I didn't but <clears throat> when when 
So when my brother-in-law tried to sleep with me, I told one of my sisters and then she confessed, oh my gosh, I thought I was like, uh, it was, uh, when, when he tried to sleep with me, I thought it was just like a one-time thing. Like, like he wouldn't do it again. Cause Mm -hmm. I said, no. And of course I said, no. Right. And then, uh, and then we told, then, uh, we communicate. And then, so she confessed to me, I was like, did you know that not only did he try to sleep with me, but he tried to sleep with our other sister. And I was like, what? So then I had to, I was like, why didn't you tell, uh, <clears throat> why didn't you tell uh, our sister that she was being, uh, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that her husband was trying to cheat on her? Like, why? Because, like, I'm on my way to, uh, tell her but i'm i the reason why i called you first is to uh so that i can get advice on how to break it down to her <clears throat> so anyways i called my sister and we were in a three-way call and we told her like so it all happened in different years so in a in a different year right so mine was the most recent of course and i didn't wait like not even 3 days like <clears throat> that was the third day you know and uh so my sister was crying on the phone and we were really sad for her. <clears throat> we were really sad for her. We were all there and we were just sad, really sad for her. And uh, so she asked us, what what should I do? Like, uh, I don't even know what to do. Like, oh, my God, he's a pervert. Like, I'm shocked because, like, I don't know if I should divorce him or get therapy because he. I know he doesn't believe in therapy. So I know he's going to say no. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know what to do. So no one in my family uh, wanted to say anything like we we're just quiet. Like we did not know. Like I didn't I don't know what to do in that situation. Like I just don't know what to do. Like, what do I do? Well, I would say first that much like Esther, Steph, you are here for such a time of this. Oh boy. Okay. I was in the chat. I'm sorry. Okay. So let me recap to make sure I got it. So all of your sisters have been, um, uh, I'm talking to people in the chat. I haven't seen on clubhouse in a while. Shout out to Brett and Sid. Oh, if you didn't hear, Um, okay. No, I did. So, okay. So you, so your sisters have all been approached and you're, you've discussed it amongst each other, but the, the sister who's married to this guy doesn't know. Yeah. She did not know until it happened to me. So so I I waited three days because I'm like, Oh, like I didn't like I had to talk to my husband about it. And I was like, oh, like I cannot believe that I have to deal with this. It's like something being dumped on you and you just don't know what to do with it. Um, Do you I missed the very end. Did you tell her yourself? Uh, we did a three way because uh, I had to. Uh, well, I before calling her, I went to my my sister whom I didn't know that uh, the same thing happened to her and then she confessed it and then she said she knew that it happened to our other sister too the same thing happened to our other sister and that's how we came to an agreement we should all dump this on her let's do a three-way we came together and let's let's just dump it on her and then let's got it i got all of that then the only part i missed was the the question the question is uh, what she asked us, like, what should she do? But 
none of us wanted to tell her what to do because she's like, uh, I don't know if I should divorce him because he doesn't believe in therapy, like marriage counseling. He doesn't believe in that. So I, That's so I don't know. Yeah, it is. Um, tough. Without being in that situation, my ideal advice in an ideal situation would be that if my husband did that to me, I would move out, live separately uh, and never remarry. Right. But that's super easy for me to say, picturing this from standing afar. Um, has he, and this is where it gets tricky. Does he have a history of being physically unfaithful to her? Or is this like a new thing for him? From her knowledge, she had no, she, this was like complete shock and disgust. And she was in, cause it's like her own sisters. You know, yeah. like so. Then my my next question, if I were her, would be, what is if he has no history of this? You know, he didn't cheat on her when they were dating. They've they've had this marriage, and there hasn't been an issue. And now, over the past couple months, this behavior has started. Um, my next question would be, what's what's going on? Has he had a traumatic brain injury? Did he start a new medication? Does he have an undiagnosed disorder? Uh, I, and, <clears throat> and without, yeah, like that would impact my decision. Well, because it's it's very strange that this would come on very suddenly. Uh, well, I can tell you just by how this happened, uh, how narcissistic he is. So one of the sisters, uh, he actually went to her room at night and visited her and said, you know, I know you have trouble ha giving birth, but I can help you, you know, like, you know, have sex so that she can, uh, because supposedly his seed was like super uh like a super seed whatever and so she was so disgusted by that she's like get the f out of my room and uh <clears throat> yeah with me uh he told me to drive him to his uh, mechanic and it was like in uh i guess in the in the country so it was a long drive and then uh she said, can you stop here? Cause I need to talk, call this mechanic to let him know that I'm on my way. It's just, we're just five minutes away. And so he put his hand on my, uh, leg and I'm like, and rubbed it and then looked at me like, basically he wanted to do it with me in the car. Like, you know, that kind of look. Yeah. I know it's disgusting. Wow. Uh, you, you seem to you seem to find lots of interesting scenarios in your in your life. Um, this is what really happened. I'm not making. Oh no it no up. no no! I believe okay. you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Good. I, I, I'm thankful for my uh, kind of boring life. Um, man, everyone everyone has excitement, but that's the wrong kind. Well, first of all, I, I forgot about your family. Did you say these people were even Christians, or like you like the only Christian in your family? I don't remember. No, well, this is actually uh, everyone in my family is a Christian. Her husband is <clears throat> is a Christian too, but newly uh, he be he be uh, he's he's a new Christian. So I don't like he received the Holy Spirit and everything, but I don't understand. Like that is, I mean, she, I mean, it's obvious because narcissistic people are very obvious. So he's. A very narcissistic, very controlling. Uh, he has they're all not, the red they're, flags. They're all not obvious, though. Just so you know, they're all not. Oh, that. well, this one's not covert. He's uh, one of those that you can tell that he thinks he's better than everybody. 
He demands attention in the room. That kind of thing. Yeah, he's got the super sperm. He's got super sperm. He's got to spread that shit. Are you guys? Wow. James. Uh, hang on, hang on. Who's saying something? Uh, me. Are, are you oh, guys? Yeah. Are you guys a part of a local body, like a church? We don't go in the. We don't go to the same church. If that's what you're asking. No, it, but your sister goes to a church. Her and her husband. <clears throat> uh, the, the she goes to church, but he doesn't. Um. Uh, but I would still advise her to get counsel from her, her church elders. Um, this is something that she definitely needs to go to, to her elders with, to the authority of the church, and um, sit down and get counseling from them. Ooh. Yeah, and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, on a spiritual note, uh, hang on, on a spiritual note, hang on, hang on, demons. <laughs> on a spiritual note, just kidding, Jamins. I mean, you know, unless you like the title. But um, I, I, I mean, I definitely, the right answer, I'm sure. I mean, you know, what uh, Eviana said. Yeah, I mean, consult the church. But the right, the, I'm sure the right answer is very close to what Steph said, which is very easy from, you know, our perch up high. Um, easier said than done. But I'm sure, I mean, because you said this is going on for years, right? You said it wasn't like all in the same week. You said this is exactly. like the other sister Spread was out. like, the other right. sister was like years mm -hmm. ago. So I'd say this is obviously a problem. And if you said he's a new Christian, I mean, too late now, but this just goes one more thing to uh, to talk about how, you know, the Bible says, you know, you should not be unequally yoked. I'd say, you know, that is another good reason, um, you know, to follow biblical wisdom. Um, again, too late now, but for anyone else that will futurely be married. Um, and if he doesn't go to church, like, it, I mean, it, it sounds rough all around. So, I mean, and if he's like, if, if you said he doesn't, God, he doesn't believe in therapy. Okay. That, I mean. Could there be any more of a thing like, oh, well, I've just done something awful. A therapist is clearly going to tell me I've done something awful and have problems. So I don't want to be told that. Therefore, uh, I don't believe in your therapy. Um, oh, give me a break. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, uh, trying to look at this as from multiple angles, like is usually what I do. There's there. I, I have a hard time finding it. Yeah. Um, and and it, because Steph's like, well, was he recently something, something? This There's a pattern of this. So, yeah, I, I'm just sure that Steph's answer is very, very close to the right one. <clears throat> yeah, and he did he, he all bet. this while he was married. So it's so Wait, crazy. What what did what did your sister and your the husband have to say to each other? What was his uh, comment to her? Like, how did he respond to her knowing? Well, he denied it, but I I actually uh, recorded it. Uh, secretly <laughs> I said repeat oh what gosh. you said and I had to record it because I didn't want her to think that I was hitting on him and like he could twist it around you know I had to do it but it, I, I mean I didn't know that my other sisters uh, had the same situation so but I just had to be safe and sorry I didn't want it, this was dumped on me. Like when it happened, I was in complete like, wow. You know, I knew he was a narcissist, but I didn't know he was going to do like this was going to happen to me. And, right. Um, so when you when you presented the recording to your sister and she did she tell him like, look, I've got a recording of you hitting on my sister. And wh what was his response to that? Well, I'm the I'm the good sister. So 
gladly she believed me right away. Uh, and then I said, oh, there's a recording, too. I was like, really? Oh, my gosh. She's like, I'm so glad that. So she he can't even deny it. And so what she did was tell him and then he denied it. And then and then she then she responded to that. Well, I have a recording. And then that's when he accepted. And not only did he accept weirdly, he did not only accept you know what he did to me but he accepted my other two sisters so okay so then he confessed he confessed uh, he confessed like oh yeah uh um i have to confess to you that i also did the thing with two because i guess he was smart about it because he knew that i guess that we that she probably knew or through you know me and and my others, like, I just think that he probably knew that we were all going to find out. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Beat us. To yeah, he was hedging. Like, I mean, gosh, I don't want to make a joke, but I mean, I'm like halfway serious. Like, I mean, on his current path, like this dude, I don't know. Maybe he has a history of like killing small rodents or like. This is the kind of thing like people find like body parts in freezers wait, for. Like, wait, wait, that type wait, of thing. Wait, like, wait, wait. you're trying to like preemptively. Well, I mean, seriously, like, you gotta, like, preemptively hedge, like, oh, I think I may, it's, it's like playing chess, right, instead of just, like, oh, yeah, I'm a dude, I'm a dog, I tried to hit on your sister, blah, 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 it's like, this guy's thinking, like, in, in, like, mm -hmm. adulterous chess, he's like, well, I'm gonna say this, and then they're gonna catch me in this, and I know that they're gonna probably say I did this, so I'll have to get caught with this, so yep. I'm just gonna go ahead and, like, you know, get checkmate and admit to all of it, and then I'm gonna, like, you know, salvage mm -hmm. some of my reputation and use that as the bargaining chip, and maybe I'll hedge off therapy so long, but if she plays a divorce card, then I'll be like, well, you know I hate therapy and blah, 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 but I'll go because I love you. And then he'll be able to like bargain that. Um, or maybe I'm just an yeah. awful person for thinking that, but I'm sure. Um, no, no, no. You're right. You're like right. That, uh, yeah, that's that's messed up. Yeah. Well, you, that, you, you were not wrong time. when you said this question was yeah, going to take us off the beaten path. <laughs> right. No, no, no. You're, you're not off at all. Uh, I don't know if he's a psychopath, but he does think ahead of time. Like he tries to beat us to everything um, because he well, he did tell her that the reason why he didn't want to go to counseling was because he was afraid that the Christian counselors would tell her to divorce him. Because in the Bible, it says uh, <clears throat> a uh, even looking at a woman is considered adultery. So he's afraid what kind of counselor that she would end up with. And that would, uh, so he even said that, which is weird, right? Cause why would he say that? That's kind of I, weird. Like, yeah. And one, who cares? You probably deserve it Two, A secular counselor would probably be quicker to say end it. Uh, and a Christian counselor would probably, I, I don't know, like if he didn't actually cheat, like, I mean, you know, a Christian counselor would have more vested interest from a biblical perspective to trying to salvage the marriage. Um, so if anything, a secular counselor would probably be more willing to be like, nah, end it. Um, but it, regardless, Nate, who cares? Nate, he deserves that's everything coming Nate, to him. <laughs> Nate, that's muddying the waters. Uh, a good counselor is going to consult both of them, and it's ultimately the couple's decision on how to move forward in this instance. Now, granted, this woman is probably hurt. She lost trust, and that ruins a relationship. So that trust needs to be rebuilt, right? So regardless of whether it's a secular counselor or a, a, a religious counselor, is irrelevant. No, well, no, it's not irrelevant because, I, I mean, the guy also apparently doesn't think it's irrelevant either. Like he specifically didn't want a Christian counselor for his reasons. 
I disagree with his reasons, but I mean, he thinks it's relevant, and so do I. Because, I mean, from a biblical worldview, like, yes, what you say is true, James, um, partly, I would agree with, about, the, you know, the counselor is, is supposed to be the mediator to have everyone, you know, agree and you know, what you said. Um, the only addition is, if it's a Christian counselor, I mean, the whole idea of putting yourself out there as a Christian counselor is that, that you have a biblical worldview, which will be wanting to reconcile and wanting, uh, you know, reunification, but to salvage the marriage because of the Christian worldview. So, so them being a Christian should certainly, by name, have have a, an emphasis toward trying to like you know salvage the marriage, um, if possible. Um, so I would say it, it should matter, or, or it would affect it. Um, anyway, okay. yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else we can say other than uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, Steph's answer is the right well, one. I have and one maybe more. he would be more. Well, right. Uh, okay. Well, one second. So one I, more. He would probably be more willing right. to go to therapy if he did mm. Steph's advice, and uh, right. you know, she just took off. She's like. All right. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need time and just like stopped living in the house and moved out for a while. Then since he's like, okay, well, I basically, you know, this is like divorce esque. Um, so I don't like living alone. I blah, blah, blah. Maybe then he would be more willing to go like seeing she's not just going to stay there and continue to, you know, let this go on. So maybe that would, uh, you know, force his hand to get him to go to therapy. Um, so I, I, good job, Steph. Uh, yeah, you had one more thing you bet. Yeah, this is probably going to disgust everybody, but I have one more, and I hold it oh to boy. the very end because I don't want, <laughs> I, I mean, just in Wait case, uh, so this is even more embarrassing. So we have a cousin who's underage. She's uh, 15 years old. Yes. So uh, now we're at divorce old. in jail. Yep. That's Wait, where the yeah. line would cross for me. I, I yeah. mean, is it basically everything you've already said and now insert 15 year old person? Oh yeah. So this, why is this, this even a like, question? Wait, no. Like, wait, no, no, no. It's still a question. Hold on. Oh, okay. I'll tell you why. Sorry, I'll tell you yeah. why. Okay. So, so this 15 years old, 15 year old. So one time they were at a hotel because they were vacationing, uh, to Schlitterbahn in the Rio Grande Valley. So, that and then he jokingly said, Ah, oh, Maritza, come lay down next to me. Yvette, you can sleep. I mean, Yvette, sorry. Um, my sister, uh, Lidiette, sorry, <laughs> Lidiette, Yvette. So, Lidiette, you can sleep, you can sleep in the other bed. And so, uh, Lidiette was like, My sister, Lidiette, she was like, What? So, she was shocked. So it's like, are you freaking yeah, joking so or what? And then the he said, I'm joking. A... I'm joking. I was laughing. I was laughing the no, whole that's time. A, that's was... a call to the police. Um, yeah. I think Is this from gone... yeah, so, yeah, at this point, like, if he has made that comment towards an underage girl and also similar comments towards sisters, that would be a police call for me. And if I were, does your daughter yeah. have children? So... Lidiet, no, this is my sister. Oh, that's not my daughter. Sorry, that's my sister, niece. I'm sorry. I mean, not my cousin. Sorry. Does this guy have children? D does this guy? Oh, yeah, they have four children, but you yeah, know, they're gone. so. So at this yeah, point, so, here's, wait, wait, here's wait, the last thing. Well, wait a minute. I just want to make this super oh, okay. clear so that nobody gets the idea that any any Christians or anybody on the stage would think any of this is permissible. For any, just from the few details that you just told me, if I were your sister. I would get the children out of the house. I would call the police. That's what happened. This, I was going to say this. Safe. She called the police on him. Okay. So she called the police on him. 
And uh, that's what happened, that she called the police on him. And of course, he got arrested. And uh, even though he was joking and he said he was going to destroy her life and I don't know what, but that's what happened. And of course, the children went, uh, well, uh, she was staying here with me for a while, you know, because she needed, uh, I guess, my full attention. But I didn't know. I mean, I, I don't I don't know what to do in a situation like that. Like, I don't know to tell her uh, to. Um, uh, like, uh, I, I don't, I, I know she was supposed to, she's supposed to divorce, but I don't want to be involved. Like, uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell her as a Christian divorce him, you know, he's a pervert, you know, I don't want to make the situation worse because he's already threatened her life. Um, Wait, so all, all the questions up until now about what should be done like this, this, uh, has actually already been resolved. No, I just wanted to hear all of your opinions, and I, I always knew that there was something wrong with him. Uh, and then when you said that, man, Nate, when Nate said, because we always knew in the family that he was like a sociopath or something like that. But I wasn't sure because the family is family. You know, even if you see something bizarre, you would think like, oh, my gosh, like there's something wrong with him. But uh, it's because, you know, it's it's you're hearing a story from one side, you know, and then we don't know exactly what happened. And then uh, just to hear that he's a sociopath is a relief to me because then I, I don't feel guilty about all the times I told her my opinion yeah, so, about him. So I, I'd say to close this up, I'd say the the only only question here is, yeah, don't be anywhere around him. So, like, depending on her. Yeah. And Aviana, like, yeah, ask your pastor or whatever. But I would say. <clears throat> there is no question like don't have yourself or your kids anywhere around this guy um so that's not that's not even a question yeah, in my yeah. humble opinion i would say the only question is should you like actually divorce him or should you uh divorce him in every way except legally because of some religious conviction but yeah the family the kids the wife no one should ever have anything to do with this guy ever again so yeah consult your pastor consult your local church if if they think like you know you should technically divorce or just legally be married you know because whatever reason uh, but never be around them or have anything to do with them whatsoever well now i feel better because i did tell her uh i don't know like this sounds like a pervert i know it says in the word of god uh that uh, adultery is like you know inserting whatever uh, penetrating, but, uh, you know, he's a pervert. So I don't know if you should be alone and miserable or divorce him because like, it's not like he slept with your niece. So I don't know. Um, I don't, I didn't know. So nobody would say anything because we didn't know. We don't know. We don't know. Um, I always knew he was a sociopath, but I don't, I didn't know if, like if anybody else would think other than my family, because family is biased, you know, you always have to seek counseling. And she couldn't, she couldn't get counseling. She was getting counseling from a pastor, but um, from a pastor, but not like a professional Christian counselor. And uh, um, well, sadly, this uh, Christian counselor, I mean, sorry, Christian pastor said no divorce. And so she started asking us. And so we didn't know because we got even more confused after that. 
after she told us that. Did, did the and pastor so, know about the pedophilia thing? Okay, so when when you first started no, telling the story didn't. and you he opened didn't. up Sorry. with yeah, right. He didn't. So you got right. So when you first opened up with the story and you said the husband and sisters and it's all been a little covert and strange and we didn't know until we talked to each other and we had the conversation with the sister. That's tricky. Does the guy have a history of this? Does you know all the questions I asked you before? It's like yeah. that is where for me I would really struggle with okay, he won't go to counseling. What else is going on? How do we navigate this together? If there is no navigation, then it becomes a question of what happens to the marriage, right? But as soon as you brought in this element of an underage, that's it. That No, that I would be done with that. And and I okay. think that Nate is right. Like, is she, is it her burden in life to remain legally married to this man and not remarry? I'm not so sure. I mean, I, I think in my opinion, the Bible does have grounds uh, for her to legally divorce him and uh, happily move on with her life as much as possible. Um, so that would be my advice is run, get safe, file a police report. He's saying he's going to ruin her. Uh, get all of this on the record. Get the mm -hmm. restraining order. Do yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, he got divorce. the restraining order, everything. He's, right. So he we have enough of the... Yeah, he went to jail. Okay, so so the the answer to this is that she needs somewhere safe to be and she needs to rebuild her life and she needs to finalize that divorce. That I'm yeah, glad that you're mine. telling me that because like she feels so lonely and uh, I feel so bad like because I I don't know what to say and my sisters you know they don't want to um they don't want they just don't want to give her the bad like they're very careful and very Christian about everything so they didn't well, that, yeah well, yeah I mean that there's nowhere else to go like no matter how much we talk about this the, the two answers are going to be like generously um divorce divorce the guy move the heck on um okay. more strictly is don't technically divorce him but do everything else exactly you would if you would divorce stay away run away keep everyone away get restraining orders just technically don't divorce that's the only two answers so generously divorce get away um and if it, it, otherwise like don't technically divorce but do all the exact same practical applications yeah um, it's very sad i feel sad even uh mentioning this and i'm sure everyone here feels sad about just listening to how the situation unfolded um it's really sad but um, yeah it, it's it's sad. Uh, well, not to. I mean, I think we've done as much as we can there. I know other people have been yeah. waiting forever. Um, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Sig well, has I, a good I do question about a good God allowing evil. Sig and Brad were going back and forth in the chat of examples where God has killed people in the Old Testament. So maybe we could switch to that. Uh, well, real yeah, quick, that I was going to call on Cardano if he has a quick one and Jose. Um, I'm just trying to figure out if this is the same guy from the first story to the second story. I uh, same guy. Uh, Cardano, did you have anything or Brad? Uh, no, I'm just uh, I'm listening and just like uh, I don't know, like I don't know what the topic is, but a new one. So, any new topic? Yes. Otherwise, okay. we have one. We have one queued up. Unless you have something else. <laughs> okay. Why does God not? What? Okay. So. I I I did I did the whole. Uh, I hate to call it. I hate to call it the Christian thing, right? But um. 
I could not get a legitimate relationship and experience with God. I mean, and literally, I knocked doors, told people, took people down the Romans road, Matthew eleven twenty eight, you know, Revelation three twenty, you know, like get on your knees and, uh, you know, uh, profess Jesus Christ as your Savior, sir, ma'am, like that whole thing, right? Uh, yep. But I, 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 just, I could not get a legitimate, actual relationship with, with, uh, with Jesus Christ, like uh, through prayer. Like I, I just, I couldn't do it um, for whatever reason. Uh, and so that was the biggest problem that I had in with uh, with this whole thing, right? Like, talking to a God, trying to make, you know, trying to make, uh, trying to have a conversation with someone that doesn't conversate back was pretty difficult for me, quite frankly. Well, without going super deep, I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know what I could say super quick, so probably nothing. But, I mean, I would say typically, you know, the Christian would think the Bible says it's by faith, right? So you believe it, you've got it. If there's any truthiness to the Bible, then it has to be legit. Otherwise, the Bible's a lie and God's a lie and nothing matters anyway. So, I mean, it's okay. by faith you receive this. And people are usually, you know, like the Christian trope you've probably heard is, you know, prayer is us talking to God. Reading the Bible is God talking to us. I mean, it sounds kind of cliche, but I mean, I don't disagree with it. Like, I, I think that's legit. Like, I think if, you know, if God was going to come have like coffee and tea with us every morning, we wouldn't need a Bible. He would just show up at, you know, everyone's door at the same time being omnipresent. Um, but I think, you know, there's a reason why, you know, different things happen, like why he he left us a Bible. Um, it's, it's because we can it's how Christians can read the same thing over and over, yet constantly pull new meanings out of it. Well, I, so, hear, people, um, I hear people say that they, you know, God told me A, God told me B, right? And, you know, like I read my Bible and my Bible says, sup with me and, you know, you will sup with him and he with you, right? So, like, the problem I was having is that there was no sun, right? There was, there well, was, I also... So, was that Chris? Was that the voice of Chris I heard? Yeah. Or was that... <laughs> just in time. Uh, I, let me see if I got this right. Well, I was going to say something about the God told me thing. Like, I think I concede more to your point, Chris. Like, if people see, still say, God told me, I'll take it with a grain of salt. But I see how it can cause some problems to people that maybe don't hear it that way. Like, if people are looking for God to speak, which Chris is going to tell you, God doesn't whisper. Um, I get that. Like, usually when people take say, God told me, or even if I, 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 don't say, I don't use that language, but if I were to say, God told me, I would think, like, you know, I felt like a pulling on my heart or pulling from, like, within or, like, a, some kind of conviction I wouldn't think God like actually whispered something in my ear, but go ahead, Chris, please. No, I just, I just appreciate new Calvinist Nate. Oh my gosh. Steph block him. <laughs> uh, well, well, Brad, did that, um, I mean, could that be what's going on? Cause like when I, when people tell me God told me my ears are just so trained to hear that as, Oh, they read something in the Bible or they feel a certain way. Like God didn't actually speak to them. I mean, there's only like probably a handful of people, like three, that I talked to in my life that said they heard an audible voice of God. And then it's usually followed by them saying something else really weird. Um, so the, 
Is that kind of the same situation, Brad? It um, was Cardano. Oh, Cardano, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, people say it all the time, you know, like, I heard a voice of, the, uh, uh, you know, I got a word from the Lord. I heard, a, I heard God, you know, God gave me a, God gave me a vision. God, you know, like, I, one second. Yes, I'm, sh- I'm sure that's the right answer. Um, yeah, like the word from the Lord thing. Like I, I could, I could say, I, I could have said like the word, the Lord gave me a, a, I got a word from the Lord for you. And, and what that really means, if you, well, he said, hang on a second. I don't know if he's even listening. <laughs> um, was he on the phone or something? I can't see. He's not on the phone. I think he just had to oh. deal with something. Sorry about that, guys. Oh. Uh, somebody at work came up and knocked on my, uh. Oh, okay, but yeah, I mean, if that's, I, I'm, I'm sure that's. Was I, I missing mean, something? No, why? Well, I was waiting for you to get back, but I'm, I'm sure that's the right answer. Like, I could have said I had a word of the Lord from someone, like, thirty times, okay. during this, during this, this room today. But what that would have really meant is, oh, I got inspiration from a scripture I looked up, and I thought it was really applicable to their situation. Or, you know, I, I was recalling something I've read in the Bible, or I was recalling a scripture that I would totally attribute the Holy Spirit to you to bringing it to my remembrance. Like, you know, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit will give you the words you need to say when you need to say them. They'll tell you what to say. Uh, the Holy Spirit will tell you what to say. So I could have co- totally attribu- uh, attributed to God, but um, in like weird like church speak, um, I could have said, I-, I believe I've got a word from the Lord for you. And then that would leave people saying, well, why didn't God speak to me? When all that really that meant was I just, re- I just recalled something that I thought was beneficial. Um, okay, like right now, like I just said it, like the Holy Spirit will bring remembrance, right? So I could have been all weird and said, the Lord just gave me a word from you. The Lord spoke this to me to give to you. Um, but instead, what I did was just said what the Bible said. I just yeah, said, I, the I, Bible I says. I think it's a, just, just in my opinion, right? I think it's a common manipulation tool uh, to to say, "Hey, I'm more relevant than you are." You know, like I'm, you know, like it's a it's a hierarchy. It's an attempt at creating a hierarchy amongst human beings to say that you know I have something for you that you don't have. Come here, listen to me. You know, I'm all powerful. Uh, I like power. Yes, power. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it. I, I think it can totally be a manipulation tool. However, I couldn't say that for everyone because I, I also know some very well-intentioned people um, who that's just how they talk. And I mean, sometimes it makes me feel a certain way. Um, so I, I would definitely say, like, you know, especially if someone's dressed in fancy robes and you know they're like a leader or something, and, and they say that, or they, you know, yes, uh, power play. But there's also plenty of people who are like very, very well-intentioned. Um, that's just their thing. Um, so, yes. Um, if I may. Steph, did you want to? Oh, yeah, Sean. You know, the, the Lord said, my sheep hear my voice. And for yeah. somebody who say that, Christ, that God does not whisper, what about Elijah yeah. when it was a still, small voice? Yeah. When the Holy Spirit talk with him. 
these when people say these things, I'm like, well, what about these examples in the Bible that we read of God speaking to people? There you go. Audibly. And and I just couldn't get it, man. And some and then somehow we say, Well, God can't speak to this person. What makes you so special? The Bible uh, Sean, said, real quick. Again, Jesus, I'm I'm quoting Christ. My sheep hear my voice. Uh, and the ones for another they will not follow. Sean, I just want to make sure we're on the same topic. Like, were you here for his whole question? Uh, I had to step away, but I... Okay, but so let me I, recap. So, yeah, what I'll, you say, I'll what you say, I, I... I couldn't... Uh, he couldn't hear that voice. That's why he's not a Christian. I, because people keep telling him he could hear the voice, and he didn't. So that's why he's not a Christian, because he couldn't hear the voice. Would you like to respond differently? <laughs> yes. Majority of the time, the Lord going to speak to you through the Bible. Through the Bible, and and just because the Lord doesn't speak to you audibly, doesn't mean that His word is not true. And the bottom and about the bottom line for that is, God uses people to speak through to to people, those who aren't His and those who are His. Uh, those who aren't His, He's He's His goal. Is to bring you to him because he loves you. All right, I, I just man, man, uh, they I, they kept talking about a relationship, and I had to really like, I'm a real person, right? Like I I'm I, I was just as real as real could get, right? And I at a certain point, I had to get honest with myself and say I don't have a real relationship. I just don't. All the prayers, all this time, all the time in the Bible, all the knocking doors and saying, hey. Would you like, uh, you know, if it, if you were to die today, uh, where would you go? You know, there's, um, you know, explaining the blood of Adam and the blood of Christ and the, the, the sin and the solution is the precious divine blood of Christ, right? All of that, right? And I just I couldn't get a relationship. I had to be honest. Like, I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. All right. Now, my my question to you would be: Would you like to have a question, a relationship with Jesus Christ? Uh, no, no, I don't think I would. Well, see, there, the, well, there it is. That's why I'll leave it. Yeah. So just to just to summarize, um, and then uh, Steph, the question you were talking about earlier, we can we can uh, do that one, and then I have a question for you, Steph. You know what it is. Um, but um, I, I would say, you know, ultimately, like. Yeah, it sounds like you were looking for like the, the people, which by the way, Sean, I agree, you know, God can do whatever he wants. Audible voice, still small voice. It's happened. Uh, it, it's probably happening now somewhere in the world or probably happen again. Uh, but that's not what makes a relationship. Uh, what makes a relationship, ultimately, it's it's a faith position. It's by faith. So if you believe there's any truthfulness to the Bible at all, that's what the Bible says. It's trust and believe. So if you're okay. a person, if you're if you're a person who can call in the name of the Lord for salvation uh, dare to believe, yes, Jesus, I believe your death, burial, resurrection. You say we need eternal life. You say we just have to want it and you'll freely give it. So I would like this eternal life. Uh, you know, save me, forgive me, repent, stop what you know is doing is wrong. And by faith, you receive that. You don't need confirmation through a shiny angel. You don't need a voice to say you are confirmed. You don't need a certain ritual or something like that to, to say, okay, this is your confirmation. A bunch of humans say you're cool with God. All you need is God himself and your belief, your faith. Um, it's by faith, like everyone in the Bible. 
it's by faith that they please God. So that's that's it. So you don't need anything. If you know you ever hear an audible voice and out of the clouds, let someone know or don't. Uh, but you don't you don't need anything of the sort. All you need is your faith okay. and the Bible being true. That is all. So one just needs. just to be clear, when the guy asked, "Would you like to have a relationship with Jesus Christ?" I think my my initial reaction would be no. Um, but like, I I want to. I guess I want to. To answer the question more uh, precisely and concisely, I want to believe. And yeah, I'd like to have a relationship with Jesus Christ if Jesus Christ exists. I'm just unsure if Jesus Christ, like, it, it, you know, like, I, I, I'm unsure if the whole thing's real, quite frankly. You know what I mean? I understand. Just, and- I just am. Like, I want to believe, right? I just, there's, like, it's just very difficult for me to believe. You know what I mean? And I think I think at the, at the heart of it, it's because I want to live the, I want to live my life the way I see fit, as opposed to you know what's designed in the Bible. And quite frankly, I left the church because, uh, like, I wanted to find a mate. And church girls just don't do it for me. They just don't. You know what I mean? Like, I like girls from the world. It is what it is. So I mean, yeah, I mean, so I guess you're. I mean, I guess. Whatever you want, oh, you can stop at that, right? You no, no, I'm, well, I'll no, Cardano. All these right. girls, man, they are just subs. Well, no, I'm, I mean, I'm not stopping at that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't think it's accurate. Like, I'm sure you could probably find a, a quote church girl somewhere in this world um, that, d- depending what you're into, um, would well, probably it's, it's ex- just, would. It's, it's not just me; they don't like me either, right? Like, girls from the world love me; they just like me. Well, well, yeah, there's two things I'm trying to, yeah, there's two things I'm trying to say. I mean, basically I'm trying to say one is like to counter an absolute statement. I'm trying to say just in the interest of never saying never or all church girls, there's probably somebody out there that would, you know, far exceed any world girl expectation and they would like you probably too much. Um, So I'm just saying in the interest of never saying never. But the other thing is what you're saying, that's like textbook for, you know, why there could be this relationship trouble with this God of the Bible. I, I mean, I don't know if you're realizing it or not, but you're saying exactly like if someone says, what can I do to hinder a relationship with a God of the Bible? Like you're, you're going to 100% on that quiz. So, I mean, you know, if that ever changes for you and, you know, you, you, cause this is usually what we, you know, a lot of people will try to pronounce on people all day who would not take your position. Let's say, you know, I'm an atheist or I'm agnostic, or I'm a secular humanist. Um, and then say, no, no, you believe in a God. You just want to live your life your way. You just want to, you know, do stuff in the world. You don't want God to be the God of your life. You want to be the God of your life. And they usually push back and say, no, 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 I just don't believe in a God. I just don't believe in a God. Well, I mean, you you have aced that quiz. Um, so, I mean, I, if you ever reconsider, I would say that that is where to start. Because right now, like, I mean, that's the textbook answer for how to hinder a relationship. And I'm not pronouncing judgment or scoffing, but I mean, you know, I, I know you know this when you said you used to door knock and be a Christian and or whatever. Um, so, I mean, if, if you ever want to explore the existence of God, um, that would be some stuff front and center to address. Um, you know, do you want to take a chance that God is real? Do you dare to believe? Do you call on the name of the Lord, knowing that that means to, to not just say a quick prayer, but to truly, you know, he says, learn of me, be my disciple. Um, you know, to in John eight thirty one, Jesus says to the people that believed in him, 
He says, remain faithful to my teachings and you're truly my disciple. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, without going too far down what you're talking about, um, his teachings would conflict with what you say you want to do. Um, so, so anyways, if it, your life is your own, your choice is yours. Uh, but if you want to consider this God of the Bible, um, address some of that stuff you're talking about. And I think, uh, God will honor that. Um, Hey, uh, Nate, I'm sorry. Can yes. I respond Nate, to you? Uh, yeah. Yes. So let me ask you in regards to that, uh, for those of us who have or were Christians or theists, at least, do you believe that our interpretations or our experiences were invalid because we no longer believe? Do you, like, like, uh, for example, do you believe that when we was praying and reading the Bible and going to church and doing missionary things, evangel evangelical things, do you think it was insincere? Uh, well, real quick before that, uh, Steph, the question I had to ask for you, do you know what it is? Can I stay? Um, if you want to, <laughs> Maude and Chris and Vic can do it, but I am working, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 